Hello and welcome to Straight From The Off, a podcast based around the amateur football scene of our fantastic city of Liverpool. I'm Michael Watson and each episode we'll bring to you a local footballer, past or present, who'll share their stories of glory and despair with us on Straight From The Off. This episode's brought to you by One Central Communications, all aspects of civil groundwork and reinstating undertaking. Thanks very much to Paul Farrelly and Brendan Hughes for the kind sponsorship, which will go to local football teams or community initiatives. Once again, big thanks to the lads there for helping out. Just before we start this episode, we just wanted to touch on the uh, the community aspect of things with obviously what happened last week with that, that poor little girl who lost her life. And basically, it's it's just a shout out to the, to the parents that getting your kids into something that they can focus on, like footy, boxing, you know, community projects, dancing, anything like that that you can get them into will probably lead them down a better path than, you know, just throwing them out on the street and letting them go and, go and fend for themselves and messing about, which is going to lead them into into that type of environment. We're all from, you know, we're all from the same type of background. We all know rough people on, on all the estates that we've grown up in. But the lads that, that we all know who've gone on to achieve things have all been into something from, from an early start. So get them into the footy. Let them let them focus on trying to become something or get them into the boxing where they'll get the, the discipline or the martial arts, the MMA, anything like that. Let's just have a go with trying to, you know, rein in the youngsters and get them focused on something positive. Um, so today's guest is somebody that, that's obviously come from our area and, and gone on to achieve good things and, and come from the backgrounds that we all have. So... I'm delighted to have an, another one from the uh, the Crocky region, so I can get the Crocky massive off me off me case. So welcome to the show. We're going to call him Big Ben Garrity. Nice one for having me. Welcome to the show, Benji mates. Um, as we always start it straight from the off. How old were you when you first started playing footy? Who did you play for, and what team do you support? Um, I support Liverpool. Um, I was about six when I started playing. Um, first team I signed for was NSC. I was there from when I was like six was that to the, that neighbourhood initiative thing. Yeah. I, I work for them, you know, when I left school on the painting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the lads from our area don't they done quite a lot for the lads because a few have come out with trades and stuff. Um, but yeah, Joe's only who we've got massive respect for. He um, started that probably when I was six, and that was the we were the first team of NSC, and we played with him till I was probably fifteen, and he put me as a captain from day one till I left so I've got massive respect for Joe was, was Joe was he did he play centre half of the lobo that's his, that son, that his son yeah, yeah so I yeah. know I know old Joe I, I, I work for him yeah so yeah. basically when I, was, when I was a kid and come out of college and, and had nothing to do through like the job centre or whatever they put us on that NSC scheme when the uh, the Nogsy estate was getting done up yeah so we all went out decorating and you know just all little scoundrels working there, but but going out and earning a living, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and, and Joe that, was in charge of it. Everyone from, well, a lot of people from our area, like my brother and like people around his age, that's when that like started. They um, probably all started there doing stuff, maybe left year or two, but you know, it gave them something to go towards getting a trade, yeah. didn't it? So and insight into the work. And the office was by the sporty one, it yeah, just yeah. Half the sporty, yeah. And then we'd all have to jump the bus to Brody to go and get our wages out of yeah, the bank. Yeah. <laughs> a famous scandals outside the uh, outside the bank on Brody and then over to the uh, the chicken barbecue to get out of it. That's how it was. No, but Bosch mates they're a good footy family, they're Marty as well. Yeah, proper like all of them are uh, Bosch family, but um, Joe, honestly, done done so much for me and the lads who 
I've played with from we were six till we were fifteen. Yeah, from loads. Boss, but so what? What league was that in, Ben? That was in the. Um, used to be on the Walton and Kirktail on the LBA. Yeah, on the LBA, yeah. So it was on that, and then it got changed. I don't know whether it was still called the Walton and Kirktail when we were a bit older. It was on, um, you know, the pitches by the Happy Days. Which one's that? By, um, no, just off Cherry Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them yeah. pitches there. Yeah. Um, so we went then when we were older, but it was always on the LBA and Walton and Kirktail. Um, we, we had a decent side, but we were all, like when we were kids, we used to play against Country Park. Yeah. They were always well better than us all the time. Used to win everything really. But we used to finish probably second best to them all the time. And then when we went on to like the bigger pitches, I think that's when we moved over to by the happy days there. Um used to play against the farmers who were like a lot of my mates when I went to secondary school played for, so they were they were Probably the best team around that time then. Yeah, they've got a really good team now. Even at our, our Max's age in the Scotty Road and the Watling Kirktail Farm has got good good kids now at like under tens, under nines and all that's still a good yeah good team still going. So um what what uh, what positions did you play as as a youngster, as a baby? So I've always played um centre mid all the time, like for every every team I play for, other than when I was in um secondary school, um early on. I got moved to right back by uh, Mark Little. He's played for the Dengo. Yeah, he I don't was, know Mark, yeah. Sean Mark. He was our, like, our... Um, PE teacher. Yeah, he was our manager, though, for, oh, for our age group, yeah. yeah. So, like, he put me right back. I weren't that... Like, I'm not big now anyway, but I'm taller. I was dead small and skinny when I first started school. And there was, like, a few big lads anyway, so they used to play midfield, like Sean Harrison, who was a player when we were kids. Um so that was the only time I've really not played centre mid. I played right back for the school for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Which was decent, like, but... Uh, so what, uh, what What schools did you go to? Del- so I started off in Swidens. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Delacell. Yeah. So it's produced some players, both them teams, haven't they? Yeah, Over the yeah. years, them schools, like... Yeah, it was good. As a good good school team in Delacell, like, um, the year above us were probably the best, you know, when we were coming through, like, Year below weren't that good, but the year above were decent. Um, when we were in, we had a good side. It just could never be like Carly. Well, Carly used to have good battles with, but Archie's were always the best. Had yeah. Like Richard, Acha, Joe Woods, who's probably play for Custies now. Yeah, yeah. They were they were players when we were kids. Had Rossiter and John Joe Kenny as well playing for them. Yeah, same. Um, the same suspects for the schools. You were always good in it. The Carly and Archie's, Delacell. All the same. Uh, all shot with decent as well. To be fair, really, all yeah. shot with decent. Yeah, yeah, decent. So, um, playing in the Watton kit. What about Saturdays? And do you play any Saturday footy? Well, when I, when I was a kid, I probably played just Sunday league till I was about, I'd say, eleven, maybe twelve, and I signed for a team called Leebridge. Yeah. Um, the manager Dave Standish, his name was Bosch Fella, um, a lad from. Ran by man, got me down there, Ryan Doyle. Um, we had a top side, very, very good side on a Saturday. I think it was there for like two years. And again, I was playing against Farmers on a Saturday. They were the same team of a Sunday as they was on a Saturday. So they were like all the lads I went to school with in Delacell. But um, we were we were very good leverage on a Saturday. can't remember whether we won the league and the cup the first season or the second season, but it was us and Farmers like battling out for the two years. But leave, but that's where I was when I was, because I didn't. There weren't many Saturday teams when I was younger until I was probably 
11, 12, because they weren't on in Crocky anyway. It was just Sunday League. Yeah, there wasn't and many Saturday leagues that I knew of from our area when nah, I was a kid. Well, I didn't know any until obviously Ryan. Actually, I'm lying. Ryan got me down to you know Fair and Feather, yeah, Fair and yeah, Feather. Yeah. They're went, like a big, a big established like club yeah. for loads of age groups. I went you? down there with um, Ryan Doyle again, but um, I weren't really into it. I was playing right wing and for, for with Ryan, I weren't really into it, so I didn't like like it as much as NSC so I didn't play with them when he signed for Leibridge he got me down we used to go training on um, what's that park is it Wavertree Park yeah the technology park yeah we used to just train on the field there but it was boss we had a proper good size player Mikey Barrow it It was a mission like but I used to love it because like it was only me and Ryan from around here so it was proper like Dave used to get us all sorts bags shinnies like have all the gear when you turn up so you used to love it there and then like you'd do like summer leagues and that yeah but it was we were we were a good side. But I think I went to um can't remember whether when I finished with Leibridge, I went to Farmers for a bit, but it didn't stick with it. Sign for the enemy, yeah. Yeah. Only cause I think Dave swerved the Satsy footy. I don't know why. I can't remember exactly why. It was gutted really because we thought we would have won probably most things. Um but yeah, I was probably there for two years and then I went to I was in playing for the county, the Liverpool County. Yeah. Um the year of like the years older than me I was playing though so like I think Aubrey was you know Aubrey yeah. he was the manager at the time and obviously I, I've played probably against him with Aubrey before that and he put me down I was playing like the year above and it was good we were going to like Manny and playing against like Manchester County and that had proper good games yeah more organised like serious yeah it was proper there. proper serious yeah so you think we used to do training and that and then the year later it was my age group and I was playing with like lads who was at Leibridge with like Mikey Barrow Play with a lad called Vita, his name was. He was he was a good player, he was just a powerhouse. Um trying to think now. I don't know whether you'll know Jack Antonio. Yeah, I've heard of his name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. used to play. Um we had a good side the county and in that season we had semi final of like the national or something like that against I think it was Durham. We got beat on pens. Was absolutely devastated, but we had ten men from early. Mikey Barrow got sent off. I used to play sent sent to me, but Mikey and Jack Antonio, Mikey got sent off and it killed us. But we held until pens and lost on pens, man. So what age group would that have been? Was that the, the under nineteen sort of county? Or no, was it well, probably was it younger? probably younger. I reckon it would have been, um, I'd say about fifteen, sixteen yeah, yeah. around that age. Um, but like before that, obviously I was going like the schoolboy trials, but I never pushed through because there was a lot of good players around our age. Then I'd say like again going back to Archie's with like John Joe Kenny, Joel Woods, Richard Acher, um Ben Diego, plays for McKenzie's. Yeah, he yeah. was a player when we were kids, so there was a lot of um, say better players than me at that time. Like I was only small as well, so it was tough for me. But um, nah, it was it was good, good experience. Yeah, so. But your school side, any decent runs in like the Echo Cup and all that that type of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure we played Archies in a, in a cup of like semis. We took them to pens probably the first time I've actually like matched them up. And I always, I always, always lives with me this like, um, I remember Mark Little saying to me, um, oh, I'll take a pen and I'll shoot myself. I just thought, I'm not taking a pen here. Yeah, I, don't want I was one. like, nah. And he was like, come on, take one, take one. And I, and I let the keeper go up before me. I always remember, I swear, Ashley Kelly. Poor bastard. I swear. He was decent, Ashley, though, but I should have I took a pen if I missed, I missed, but Ashley took a pen and we, he missed and we lost. 
I always remember I just always think like if it's fucked up, I could have missed anyway. I'm not saying I would have scored, but nah, I shit myself that day. Like I didn't take one. No way. So was it was it sort of good for you? Not when that your, your teacher was like a, a good like amateur footy player himself, and was and was like from the local area. You know, he was game. He's playing playing for the. Uh, Either play. Who was the Sati team he played for as well? And, um, Gregor and that had to go for them as well. In the uh, they were in the county prem. Can't remember what what they were called. No, was that the Dengo on a Sunday? Yeah, so the Dengo was always with uh, Schmig at the Dengo. Yeah, the Dengo yeah. But it's the Sati team. I always forget the name. But they were good, good little team. Yeah, it was Mark, Good lad. Oh, he was he proper like like liked our team. He liked all of us. So he had a good like bit of a belief in me. Um, little. So he was decent, but. We did. I didn't know like he played with the Dengo till probably like, two years into school, and was watching you because I used to go and watch the Oyster all the time anyway. And um, I remember he played the Dengo on a scene, and I'm thinking that's Mister Little. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, I'm tapping a <laughs> voice like there's Mister Little there. Yeah. And um, nah, he was he was all right. He played great, like but he's a fullback, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was good, mate. Yeah, he was decent. So um, after having a go at like the county, and and obviously. Going for the getting selected to go for the school boys, so you obviously you obviously know you had a decent standard. Um, like you've just said, then there was some some unbelievable players. Like I can imagine, like Rossiter at that age was like on the verge of playing for Liverpool anyway. When he so, were you aware that like the standard that you needed to be at, or were you thinking was there any way into clubs or anything like that, or were you just concentrating on playing? I was just I just loved playing, you know, for NSC on a Sunday, probably because I was captain as well. I felt like I was. Probably like one of the best players, but we had a good, we had a good side anyway. And um, like when you go to like the school boys and that, I wouldn't say I was a bit nervous. You know where you're thinking like, was the hell, he's yeah. a good these when you played against them in school, and obviously that like playing against John Joe and Roster when he were at school, they were unbelievable. Like John Joe was unbelievable when we were kids. I always remember him being like better than Roster. Um, so like when you go there, you'll be thinking standard he is good and I was I was only a kid and as I say I was only small like Ben Diego was like probably not not massive but it was a good size so he, he was good but these were like boss with both feet and that when they were kids and I went so I'm like what the hell these are well better than me yeah probably knocked your confidence a bit going into it yeah um but I'd say in that with like clubs and that nothing like ever comes solid not I'm not saying like I would have went on and pushed gone on and played with Liverpool Academy but I think we Liverpool had like an open trial in um, in Ellegreen and I remember going with Ryan El- I was there and Ryan Ellison was there and he was playing for Country Park at the time yeah. Ryan when we were kids was unbelievable yeah, he had yeah. like the powerfulest shot ever he used to just do free kicks from like his own half when we were kids and score and um, I remember going in he was probably the only person I knew in there and we, we were like with each other in like the same drill or whatever it was and like after it, I was just saying, like my mum or my dad, one of us, one of them took me, saying like, ah, oh, just I'm not into it, you know, like getting told what to do and that at that age, it was just like, oh, I don't think, say it was like a six week open trial, something I might have been in the summer holidays or something like that, I was just like, oh, I'm not going back to that, so like nothing really ever comes, so I'm not saying I would have went on and kicked on there, it just mean, I just didn't really like getting told what to do when I was a kid, I just like playing with my mates. Yeah, it's all like the, the, um, so not not regimented style, but the the style of of that academy, you you just thought to yourself, you can go one way or the other, can't it? I suppose at that age, if you're already disciplined into that mindset, yeah. you think, right, oh, that's me, that I love all that. All lads who were like a bit of a uh, free spirit, or 
who haven't had it at all might go, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit mad that, because loads who've come on here said, I went to the academies and straight away I went, oh, it's too serious for me, this. Yeah. It all, it all just depends what uh, how developed you are in your, in your mind at that time, don't I suppose? I can see where, where people come from when you say that, like, oh, it's too strict, it's this and that. Like, everyone has their own opinion about it. I just not say as I say I didn't have like academy offers so I can't say oh I wish I wanted to go and do that because I could have played in this academy, but I think like people say oh yeah just play Sunday league that's the best thing for you yeah it probably is in terms of developing you in like being strong and this and that but like technically you're not gonna get teached anywhere better than being at academy yeah yeah like when I when I've like trained at lads who've come through at academies now you can tell like the difference of. Like probably if you looked at me coming through from like just playing Sunday League and non league and then see a lad who's come through at United, when you're just doing drills, you can just chop it onto the either foot. And probably a lot of lads who play amateur can do that. But you'll be able to spot the difference of the lads like come through with academies with both feet. Yeah, technically better. Yeah. Technically Round, yeah. more rounded than I Yeah, but like obviously that doesn't always work well in games. Like he could be unbelievable in training, technically doing drills, but then in a game he might not turn up the way like us who've just played games who yeah. haven't really trained much will be a bit different. But now uh, everyone, I'd say everyone's got a different opinion on it. But no, if I, could, if I had a kid now and some I got an academy offer, I'd be taking them tomorrow, a million yeah. percent. So obviously you've just said then about watching the Oyster and that you being from being from Crocky and playing footy, you're obviously aware and you know of, of the 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 men's amateur scene in footy. There's no there's no hiding from it if you play footy. In Crocky or Nogsy or whatever, you know about the teams in your area, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Like the Oyster, with it, um, obviously the main side when I was growing up, but like years ago, I think the Lobster were obviously good to have been about for years because my dad used to play for the Lobster and he always used to go on saying, ah, when the Lobo we were good, we were to beat your best Oyster team and this and that, and yeah. I'll argue with him over it. Got his, he's got his, you know, that's his only opinion in it, but. What I've seen of the Oyster playing at like Leighton and stuff, and you know, I can't see many teams being better than them from back in the day. Like, yeah, it's just the way it, it's obviously people look at different things with like nostalgia, don't they, and all and, and stuff like that. But obviously, the Lobster were the first team to win the national from from Liverpool, so I've so they're they sort of they're the originals, not, not like on the national stage, they're the originals, however, however, we want to look at it. Obviously, then Oyster have been on to whatever four finals and. And written their own history, so you can see why. And I, I, I like the idea of your know, fella saying to you, "Our lobo would be used because that that was his team, and that was it. And he's lobster, your oyster. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same in the same households, so it, that's like it's like a Liverpool Everton thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But like at the same time, he he went with the like when the obviously I don't know whether he'd finished playing. I just remember obviously because I used to go and watch, especially with our Alec. Um, I think my dad was um. A manager for a bit um, It went long Probably a short time But he used to be The manager there So It's not like Obviously You know You probably speak to Walters He wouldn't say a good thing About how he used to Would he <laughs> But um, Yeah he, My dad played for the Lobo So like He'll always back the Lobo For being better Back in the day Obviously He yeah, comes yeah. and watches yeah. the Easter And yeah. he'll say How good we have been And stuff But You know Hopefully there's a rivalry there, but it's friendly rivalry. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're everyone's mates. Aren't if it's you? to do with it, if it's to do with playing, like me saying how good you used to are or how good we was and this and that, he'll always say, "No, nah, we were better, no matter what." He'll never like 
you'll never like side with me on that. No yeah. way. So, so as a what, 13, 14 year old, did you have any aspirations of playing for the oyster or the lobster or anyone, anyone in Crocky? You were just thinking about when I get to the age, the maturity age, I'm, I'm going to play for them. Yeah, the, the oyster. I was just because you'll be watching, especially going the national couple away days, be playing like. I don't know, I, it always sticks in my head. I remember a game, I think Uwe scored an absolute screamer. They won. Yeah, regular two. occurrence for him, that one. Oh, he yeah. just he scored, scored screamers, didn't he? And they used to, like, be win, we'll win 2-1 or 3-2 and then they'll be murdered after the game and you know, I'm just a kid standing there watching I'm thinking, yeah, I need to be a part of this. It, it's unbelievable, especially the, the Nash. Like the main, if the Nash weren't there, I don't think they used well, Sunday league would be as good as what it is. Yeah. Um, but when you used to go them away days when you were a kid, I used to just think I can't wait to be playing for the Oyster, especially like all the lads from Bayaz will be there every week, no matter what, no yeah. matter what the weather's like. All my mates, all the lads older, watching, no matter where we are, they'll always be there. So uh, was, but that's all I wanted to do when I was a kid. So when was your first steps into adult footy then, and, and who was it for? Uh, before, you know what I forgot to mention as well with my Shatty teams, after the county, um, I think I was playing for the Rum as well, but the Rum didn't really have a strong team then, so I was just in and out of playing with them because obviously I'll play for the county if we had a game on a Saturday. So who was in charge of them at the time? Mick Murphy. Yeah, yeah, so Mick's in charge. But then I signed for um, Chester, like it weren't like a professional contract or nothing. Again, a lad I was in school with, um, Paul Jewell, he got me down there, so I used to go down with him, and it, again, Mikey Barrow was at the county with, it was us three who were like knew each other. We were play at um, Chester. I think I was there for when I was 15, 16 maybe. Yeah. And the first season was one of the best seasons I've ever had in footy. It was unbelievable. Like, because it was, it was a bit more like um, stricter, probably a bit like not academy football, but like um, proper footy. Don't yeah, you? more yeah, of a yeah. structure. So it was good going in. You'd do like training twice a week and then you'd play on a Saturday. But the first season, we won everything. We won the league. We won the cup. And then we were in the final against the, the other Chester team in the year above us. And we were like, oh, it'll be a tough battle today. You know, they're all big lads, this and that. I think we beat them 3-2. Um, a lad called James Murphy. He gets called Spud. Yep. Little left-footed lad. On that day, he was unbelievable. Like, I played against him when we were kids and that. He used to play for... Um, I can't remember the name now. They were a good side, but we used when we were at NSC, we used to have proper battles with them. But he was a he was a player when we were kids, and I remember him scoring two in that game, won us the game. That was one of the best seasons he had, and then the season after that, um, most of the it was mad because the manager who managed the other Chester the year above us, he got kept on. So the one who managed us got released. So then he was picking what players he wanted to keep on for the season after. And he released like most of my mates. It was only me and Mikey Barrow, I think, who got kept on. And maybe like James Murphy and one or two others. So we went back to pre-season. First training session. Like the ball gets crossed in. I go to weather it. Boom. Smash my eye off like a kid's head. My eye like that. So Mikey Barrow's dad brings me home. My ma takes me over the Aussie. That's it. Just didn't earn off that manager again after that. So I just didn't go back to Chester. I ended up just. Could, you couldn't be arsed putting you in the accident book. Probably. Yeah, he just thought, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> the paperwork. So I went to. That's when I went into like. I was in adult football anyway, playing for the Easter, but I was only like 15, 16, and I weren't really playing as much as I, I wanted to be. But I was at the run. I forgot. So I was at the run for like a few years, just on and off, because 
they weren't really like getting much of a team, so we were scraping like eleven every week, and it was, it was just a nightmare. And then, um, obviously, because I was playing for the Easter um, at the time, Ricky got me down for Warbrecht yeah, for the season. So um, that was to be fair, we were, we were good. We started off well, and I was thinking, yeah, we're gonna have a decent season here. And then we'll just like drop silly points against some decent sides like the Doch, APH, um, Lower Brech used to beat us. Um, and then I think the see I only played one season with Warbrecht, and, and that's when I signed for Lower Brech then. So Warbrecht was that, was McGarry in charge then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did he have likes of Sid and that playing? Yeah, Sid, Drew. A lot of the lobster, well, not an, a lot of the lobster now, it's a different team, but like Sid, Drew. Who was the, I always forget his name. He was the striker that played for McGarry all the time and he played for the Lobo as well. It was like... Dom. At every set, lad, but he... But plays for Custies now, I think. Yeah. Um, now he played for the Brow. Dom, his name is. is Dom it? Daniels, I think. He was good. Yeah. Well, I used to like I didn't not like I used to play ten all the time anyway. That season, Dom used to play up front and I used to play just behind him. And then behind me was um Inley and I think it was Gandhi, you know. Not too sure. Was it, yeah. Or someone else. It was Inley and someone else. Oh, we were good. Like Dom. Dom was like Suarez when he first come, you know, where he used to just put it through people's yeah, legs. And and that. Yeah, yeah. Barging people and that. I thought, wow, he's a player him. I think he just got out of jail that, was, that was first season. Jo- John, was it Johnny, John Eastings? What was his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. But the sense of mid, he, he was good. But Ricky, so he half played up front now and again, didn't he? But back in the day when he when he was youngster. Tiger man. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky's just a madman. He was a seven. He was a seven back in the day. Was before, he, yeah? Before he turned into a defender. Yeah. He'll still think he is now because he thinks he's rapid, doesn't he? <laughs> That's what he thinks. So so then Warbreck for the season in the county prem, obviously you're still very young here to be even playing in the county prem, really. Yeah, I think it would have been um probably Sixteen, seventeen, yeah. maybe, probably younger. Not but yet, probably about seventeen, eighteen. That's like a a, a good founding for your sort of education in footy, though, because it's a decent level. There's no no prisoners taken by the obviously the teams you mentioned in there. The doc, APH, no, you yeah. know, APH lower good man, lower breath. When I first, especially like at the rum, used to play against obviously APH and that. Um, but I am. Um, Probably had one of our best game best games ever at against APH for the run. We beat them four three in like extra time on the um, was that pitch called? It's like it's not Aaron Eccles. It's up that way though. It's like a cricket ground. Yeah, Egbert APH Egbert cricket hall. There, yeah. Oh, honestly, one of the best games. We did. We didn't even have a team. I think we scraped eleven and run that day. Obviously, APH were one of the best teams I've played against, and. Um, Turn them over four three. Yeah. I think it I scored two. That it, it was unbe- that game, man. It was unbelievable. You know. Yeah. So then from done a year at the Warbrecht. So is that when? So because you're impressed against the Brecht, is that when they sort of come in for you to, to to sign for them? Yeah. So I think I played that season for Warbrecht, and um, I think Gary rang, must have rang me in the summer saying like, "Come down, have a go. See what you like. See whether you like it." We played um. I think we played over the water our very first game. Um, but when, you know, when you went in and then, like the changes you set and that, all your kids yeah, out. Run, run like a pro like club. It, it's pro, it, it was proper and I thought, this is decent, this, let's just see what they're like. Because I didn't know any of the lads there. Like I, did, I weren't playing against the Mayfair and that because obviously I was, still, I was at the Oyster, but we were we were still in the um, the yeah, Sunday yeah. Prem. Yeah. So we weren't in the business houses. And um, 
can't remember the team he played now. They were decent though. I think they play like at a at a, a de- what's that league page Chelsea are in now? Yeah, so before they were in obviously the uh, the West Cheshire type. That one, that the type West Cheshire. Yeah, I think yeah. that the team he played with, and that's how they weren't bad. They were a decent side, and um, we played like Heswell or not, or someone like that. One, it was something like that. Yeah, I remember they played in the room, but um, no, we we were decent that day. I think we might have drew two two, but it was a proper good game. Do you know what I mean? Like they were playing good footy, some good lads there. I thought, yeah, this is this is a bit of me. This I thought I'll have a go with your defo. She ends up signing that season. And I think the first first season, I thought we were we were quality, but we used to just slip leads up expect against like say the dock where a bit more physical because like I didn't really know none of the lads and they were good footballers all no they, we used to play proper nice footy but and when it got a bit like nitty and gritty in the first season, I'll only be about three or four lads who will be getting like right into it and um, so like against the dock and that will just. Drop points, APH the same, but APH obviously that season he won the league, but we beat them in the final, I think it was, and I think we beat, can't remember who was in the second final, but we won the Zingari and the George Manager yeah, in the first course, yeah. season, and then the second season, probably, I like, I enjoyed the first season the most because, like, Got like player of the year and stuff, so I was I was buzzing. Obviously, it was my first season with them, yeah, and your first like cup wins as an adult adult player. Well, nah, because obviously I was at the Oyster, and like I probably haven't spoke much about the Oyster here, but my first season with the Oyster, we were in the um, Nash final last season. But I went, I was in and out the team because it was only a kid, yeah, youngster, yeah, yeah, and um, bedding it in early, weren't you? Yeah, but it, it was annoying because obviously I, t- I thought I was ready because I was playing like. I think it was at the war breaking a rum. So like I was thinking, yeah, I'm I'm ready for men's footy, but at that time you had like Franny Smith, Porter, Morsey, Dean Ashbury, Tom Rooney, Leighton, Chich. Like yeah. you had players, so I was not probably not too young because probably the best thing I've done was being there and in, in and around it. And um first season we were quality, but I was playing in like games like I remember my very first game, first national cup game was against the Canada on Bersco. and we beat them five nil. That day, Dean Asprey was a joke. After that game, I was saying to the lads like, Dean Asprey's better than Leighton. He's the best player in that by a mile. Lads were like, Nah, look at early doors. I'm like, Nah, trust me, he's the best about him. That he was, he was quality that day. Yeah. Obviously, that season Leighton proved me wrong, didn't he? But I think that season he got beaten in the Nash final. Um, I didn't get on, I was devoured because I played in the semis or come on in the semis and I'd done well and we ended up winning 2-1 and it might have been against John Marine against HT Sports or something like that Yeah. Um, and then obviously we went to the Nash, didn't get on More they were getting battered, it was like 4-1 um, Morsey was next to me and Niels put Morsey on and Morsey was like Looking at me as if to say, like, why are you not bringing you on? And I was, I was only a kid. I was devils because I wanted to play on Blackburn, and um, we won everything else that season. I won the league, yeah. So you did cup on the trophies, yeah. So I think the first season we won everything but the Nash, and then um, the season after would have been I would have been about seventeen. Then I think we won the league and. Uh, Ken Gillies um, won two cups every year when I was at the Oyster. Like, if it weren't the league, we'd win like the 
League Cup, or whether it was the Business Cup, Houses yeah. or the Prem Cup. And if we didn't win the Prem Cup, it'll be the league and the yeah like that. So obviously, when I went to Lower Brech, the second season, we were we were heavy lot. So you just felt obviously with Lower Brech, you just felt more involved because it was Player of the Year, and you and you were playing obviously week in week out. Whereas the Oyster were sort of bedding you in because they still had older lads who were still quality to that they needed to give game time to. Yeah, but like the fear, I'd say probably that like at the time I was. I signed for Lower Brech I was probably playing more regularly for the Oyster but obviously I, it was my first I'd say proper Saturday team where I was enjoying it every week and it went like because at that time with the Oyster I'd say the only our game for us was the Molly and the Pineapple when I first signed no one else was really that good so it was like be turning up knowing you're going to win like lads would be going out turning up fucked no one will win anyway unless it was the Molly or the Pineapple but like when we when I first signed for Lower Brech it was it was a decent like standard in that league at the time. You had like East Villa, who were always good. Yeah, tough games every week. The Doch obviously always been good, haven't he? And an APH were, were heavy. So the first season, it was boss. Every game, every game was tough, and I done well that season. We won two cups, but then the second season, as a team, we were unbelievable. But obviously, I'm not taking anything away from what we done because we won everything. We won the league two. The three cups. I don't think anyone's ever done that, have they? No, no. We didn't lose a game, so it was like it was unbelievable what we done. But probably our hardest game every week was East Villa. I think that I don't can't remember the dock being much. APH we used to beat quite easily compared to the season before. So I'd say the our hardest game that season was East Villa. The way everyone else we used to really brush us hard, but we were good that season as yeah. a team because we signed like Ricky. Ricky come in. I think John will come in as well. Um, I don't know if we got one or two more, but like we were, we were good football and stuff. But then when you had John and Ricky coming, who were a bit more solid, uh, it helped us that second season a lot. Like, yeah. So what was the the talk around the club then? Obviously, swept the boards in the county prem. Was was it laid out then that the aspirations then were to go semi pro, get in get in the counties, and was it sort of did the players know about it? I think Gary's obviously spoke about it to the I don't know whether it was Stevie and Mikey who were with him at the time. Um, we didn't really know much about it because obviously that season after we won everything, I ended up going to um, Warrington. So I remember speaking to like obviously I told Gary what was happening. He said, "Look, I've heard, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do and that." And then I'd, I'd still speak to Gary most days, and he was saying we're looking on doing this and that. So. It was good that what he was doing, like Gary has been with them from God knows from the start, like whenever they, they started, he's been with them for years. So I made up where they are now and what they're doing. Yeah, he's done he, unbelievable. He's done unbelievable for them. So did you hear rumours that Warrington were interested in you or would you send them people to watch you? Yeah, so like when I was at the Eastern, Tom, I think Tom Rooney knew someone maybe at Warrington at the time. I think. The, probably the season before Cards was there so like when I'd be playing for the Easter Tom would be saying to me oh lad, why don't you go down to Warrington and I'd be like oh I haven't no, no one said nothing do you know what I mean yeah just rock like, up yourself yeah. like that's from here he's like <laughs> you know I'll, I'll get you down there and that and like he'll always mention Warrington so I was thinking yeah something might come of it one day but I was just playing like for the Easter and Lower Brecht at the time and then um Thomas must have spoke to someone and then cards rang me then. I was just like, look, do you want to have a go? Actually, I'm lying. So the season before I signed, I went down and done a training session with them. Like a few training sessions. 
and it was it was decent, but I was a bit again I was a bit nervous because I've never been like in that situation before. So I was going down, training was pretty sharp, and I thought yeah it'll be decent like, but I don't think I've done that well in the training. So I was thinking I'm probably not. He's probably not going to ask me to come back. But then the season later, he got on me and Adam were just um, poaching me in to get down there. Yeah, and um, yeah. I'd, Boss, when I went down to Warrington, like so. What? How did you find the the, uh, the step up? What what league were Warrington in then? The is it the oh, what's the one below the Connie North? Is the Evo Stick something? Not too sure. <laughs> I'm lost with it all now, me. I'm not too sure what that one's called exactly, but um, the standard was good. Like it was, um, it was good going into it. You know, doing like not a proper pre season. We used we would yeah, before same, we went yeah. back we were still doing like three training sessions a week before we went back into the season. Um and then, you know, we'd have a few pre season games against like Tramier and stuff. Um and I was thinking, yeah, this is this is decent, this is like proper. I didn't yeah. I've been down to like before that, like say Bootle and Witten and stuff and played like two or three games or whatever. But like I never stayed there or anything. Probably I don't know probably didn't play as well so I just didn't go back like I went that, that confident when I was a bit younger so yeah just needed the reassurance that yeah that I could like cope be, with that sound, yeah. yeah so then when I went to Warrington I had a good pre-season and that and we went into the games and the first season I'd say we were we were unbelievable the first year we brought players in like Dave Raven yeah. Mark Roberts and we had like Tony Grade here um, Jack McCrett Schlosser get Tony any <sighs> player Tony mate I'd, you know, I'd speak about him later but he was a player Tony when I first went there I, I got told like yeah he, he did you play in that game when he scored that free kick that got him on the Adidas advert yeah the against um, I know the team's name now it's on the tip of my tongue it was Lancaster that yeah. I was in like the last minute I swear we, we were crap that day and Tony just put it in top and I was like wow what a goal but when I first went there it was I didn't really know like Mark Roberts and stuff, but he's had like promotions and that. Yeah. And then that season we were just solid. We were so hard to beat because you had like Dave Raven at the back, Mark Roberts, Mitch was he, Duggan. Was he just boss with his talking and that. Yeah. Dave. Like Dave weren't like one of them where he'd scream and shout the way Robbo is. He'll be shouting and like, like an stuff. example player. But like Dave would speak like as if like he just had some little old fella speaking like he 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 both spoke sense, but like Dave don't always like. Difference. It was good to have both of them, like the way they was. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They were both leaders, but we were solid all that season. We probably could have done. I wouldn't say do better because we we done as good as we could. We just always used to have proper good battles with a team called South Shields. We like they they pay proper good money in that league, so yeah. they should they should be like pissing promotion every season. But we were like their bogey team. I think the first time we played them, we beat them like three or four nil at, at home. And then we went to their place and we drew with them. And then obviously we done like well got into the playoffs. And that season, like it's never happened before. They had like a, a super playoff final. So it weren't just like you won the playoff final and you you go up. So we had like I didn't even score many that season, but we had a semi final against Nantwich. We beat them four one, I scored two in that. I was buzzing. Took me top off and everything <laughs> celebrating, <laughs> and then um, we played South Shields in the final at their place because I think it goes off where you're finishing the table and they finished yeah. above us. So they got the old side. Yeah, and we beat them one nil. It was a, they they were the better side. I'd say for sixty minutes of the last half an hour with the pressure on, and we scored. Um, but they were they were probably one of the best teams I've till obviously. I've 
come into like the pro game, I'd say they were probably the best team I've played against in terms of passing and moving. It was like they've been playing with each other since they were about five. They were unbelievable. So was that a promotion? What did it get you just promoted up to the next division or no, did you so jump two? We won that we won that final and then had to play a super playoff final, which was a like at oh, home right. yeah, yeah. because we had more points than Kings Lynn. Who Kings Lynn were in the sudden Thing, right, so there's only one spec all yeah, across two only leagues. Because, but it's never happened before. Normally two of them go up, but they had to rearrange the leagues for some mad reason. So we played we played them the week later, I think it was, at our place. And bloody hell, first 20 minutes, I don't think we touched the ball. They popped us everywhere. They ended up scoring. And then again, I scored an header, so I was buzzing. I'm used to work load, like quite a lot on set pieces and leaving me like isolated with cards. I used to always... Like do this set scored a few off that set piece the season after, um, scored in like I don't know maybe the sixty seventieth minute might have been a bit later, belted header off a corner it was like far, far top in I was buzzing running away thinking yeah we've so then we were just defending, defending for the rest of the game, and the lad I played sent me a bit Robbie Evans, it's like that he was their strikers were very very good like they were clever. Great first touch, he was in the box. Like Robbie's cut across him, nicked his ankles on down for a pen. 2 2, took it to extra time, he beat us 3 2. So we didn't go up, they went up. That season, the season later, they went up again into the conference. Did they, yeah? Yeah, and like we we, we matched them, we were, we were poor that day compared to how we've been. But like that season, the first season, we were we were a top side, like we, we were tough to beat. Like if we went 1 0 up, we wouldn't concede many goals, we had a lot of clean sheets. But you had like Tony at the top of the pitch, Jack McCrett, we were we were good that season, man. So did um when you went in there then and obviously played a few games, got established, did cards, did he put you on contract? Yeah, so when I first signed, I don't think I was on one. And then I don't know whether it was after nah, it weren't after pre season. It was after a few games he offered me better money on a contract and I thought, you know, if I'm I've never really looked at like pushing myself on and, you know, possibly making a bigger jumps and thought if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it properly. So, as much as it killed me, like not like leaving the Easter, probably best thing I'd done really was just you no know, playing just the Saturdays, and obviously we had played the Tuesday nights as well. Um, I signed it. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go, and you know, it, I wouldn't. No, I was gutted leaving the Easter, like because the season before I left was the first season in the business houses, and we won the league and the league cup. We beat the Molly in the final three two. Probably one of the best games I've I've played in that. And then obviously you have like the to get I think the last game of the season was against the Mayfair, but I didn't I didn't play, I can't remember why I didn't play now. Might have been on holiday. And um we already won the league, so after the you send them pitches and that I was thinking, I'm gonna miss this man because I knew I was gonna yeah, oh, it, what it, it means more to you, doesn't it, than just than just footy? It's like it's what you've grew up wanting to do. Yeah, it's it? all my mates, everyone from Bayaz, like of a Sunday, our group chat with like the lads, and then it'll be like, what time do you used to play in? Any any room in your car? You know what I mean? We'll all be going again. Yeah. Um. So it, it killed me leaving, but probably the best thing I've done really because I just put full focus on Warrington and you know had a, had a good goal there. Yeah. So obviously now now you're uh, you're established at Warrington. Are you hearing rumours of of clubs? I don't know, even just conference level or whatever, looking at you and uh, what what are you thinking? 
you're there, like you're there, you're there all sorts, don't you? Oh, Sometimes though, when that's stands at the foot, you can actually see the person sitting there, can't yeah, you? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I think they've got to say, you know, when you get the tickets and that, oh, we're watching so and so today. But like, obviously, when it's happened in the past, I've been told you get on watch today or something. It's after the worst game in my yeah, life. Cars, you're a bit yeah, thinking. Yeah, shit myself. Yeah, better not know, I think. So like, when I haven't been told, I've probably played better. So, first season. At Warrington, I'd, I'd done well. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like. I think I played in it too most of the season, so I went like further forward where I could score goals and stuff. And then um, in the summer, I was away, and I remember cards ringing me saying, "Look, um, Fleetwood are interested." I was thinking, "But the hell, decent." He was like, "When are you home?" I was like, "Monday or something." He was like, "All right, we'll meet them Tuesday." But anyway, it didn't end up happening. Like meeting them on the Tuesday, he was like, "You'll meet them the week later." I was like, alright, sounds. But then I was just thinking in my head, like, getting dragged on a bit, there's probably not going to not come of it. Like, I've been told you're going to get signed by so and so, and I've met up clubs and spoke to people, and nothing's ever come of it. So I've never really got my hopes up. So I was just like, alright, sound, whatever. Yeah, what will be, will be. Yeah, and then I was in work. Card rang me, he was like, look, can you get off work? Going to go meet Fleetwood. So I was just like, yeah, sound that. Got off work, went on, got a shower. In the shower, and just see my phone ringing. You know, where you just get that feeling, you think, not happening. This is it. Looked at my phone, it was him. So I answered the law, and he was like, Look, to put the plug, it's, it's not happening, and I don't know why. I'm hopefully find out. Come meet me for a coffee. So I just went and met him, but didn't didn't ever really find out why, to be honest. Yeah. Um, not that I'm not masked, really, you know, because I just thought that the season later, you know, what, well, fuck them, I'll have a good season here. Um, you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes in the, nah. at that club, do you? Yes, someone might have been leaving and then they haven't gone because someone else has pulled the plug. That's what I mean. Just, so you, it's it, a chain reaction, it, isn't it? Like, you can moan and sulk and, you know, some people might take it differently, but I just thought I'll hopefully prove them wrong. And I think from that, from that, I'd done well that season after at Warrington. I think I scored 10-11 come to January. And then, obviously, in, in January, I had, like, Blackpool were, were watching, but didn't... Like taking to notice, like what was gonna come of it, really. Yeah. So what what had sort of changed for you then? You were saying you were playing in a three. Was it going into a three that sort of got you yeah. a bit more freedom in the uh, sort of little Tim Cale role that uh, yeah. I've heard people compare you to that <laughs> ghosting in the back post and all that. Yeah. So um, thinking um, is it Scott Brown? Yeah. He signed for us that season. Um, Let me just think he signed for us that season. Was it Scott Brown? Yeah, it would have been. I think Jen was there early in the season as well. Um and then we had like Bowen, you know, who plays with yeah. the pineapple. Bowen used he could on his turn up one day he'd be I'd be thinking, how is he playing here? He's unplayable sometimes, do you know what I mean? So we'll play sometimes like in a deep one with like Brownie or Mitch Duggan or something, the a lad who used to play right back. And then I'll play further forward behind Tony. But like me and Tony used to work proper well that season, like I'll be running off him, he'll be running off me. But like he's, he's, he's proper good in the air considering the size. So yeah, and he's intelligent as well. Oh he? yeah, his, his first touch and everything's unbelievable. So we work well together, me and Tony. And I was just arriving in the box and landing on stuff. Like it was it was weird really because it went I don't know, it was just it's like everything was falling for me. But I scored I'll say a lot of my goals was Edison only scored like three or four of my footballer. I'm honestly not asked how yeah. a goal goes in. Yeah, tell me about it, don't worry about that. So then you hear that Blackpool are interested. You're not really taking it that serious because obviously what's gone before. When when did it come come to your, your attention that it was obviously potentially 
serious? Um, probably the last day of, of January, the day, or the day before deadline day. I was just in work, and um, cards rang me just saying, look, Blackpool have been on. Um, I think that they're interested in it and that. And I was like, all right, sounds. What do you want me to do? And he was like, I'll let you know we are And then Liam Watson, who was the, who's the manager of Southport, he um, he knows, like, I think it's Ben Mansford who's at Blackpool. He must have put me on towards them and they've been watching me for however long they were watching me. And um, he said, look, it's, it's going to happen and that. So just be patient. And I was thinking... I don't want to be the only one. I mean, I was in work January. It's freezing. Tuesday, it was like the twenty th- ninth of January or something. I just went quiet, didn't hear anything. I was thinking, oh, don't want to be pestering. I was saying he on on the on the set the thirtieth or the nah, when it was the thirtieth. Guards rang me and was like, look, get off work. Um, work must be like you're not getting off again, lad. <laughs> really? Get that all on again? Yeah, lying again. Yeah. So they were like, um, yeah, get off work. You're gonna go down and um, meet Blackpool. So I was like, what do you mean? Meet, like, what's going on in that? He was like, just just, just tell work, like, what you, you're going to go and meet them. Obviously, don't tell them, because I didn't know whether it was Defo Shan or not. I was going down to meet them. Went down, ends up doing, being there all day in the uh, MIP, doing me medical. So, obviously, it's happening, and I'm getting told, like, look, it's happening. You know, it, it, was, it was a bit mad, really. It just happened, like, the click of a finger, like, everything was... Deal was sorted. I was thinking, what? I haven't even looked at it. Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I honestly weren't asked. I was just thinking, I'm getting a chance to go into professional yeah. footy. So, so who's looking after you at this point? You know, who's who's negotiating with them, or who's 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 looking through the contract or whatever? This is well. I think Cards and Liam Watson obviously must have done that, but I didn't know that because I was I was in. I think I was in the MIP for probably eight nine hours that day because everything it was just like a rush job I think they had a few medicals before and other clubs were probably in there doing medicals and I like was just cracking on getting it done and they must have sorted me deal but I didn't it was a bit of a not a hush job but I didn't know what the deal was doing what was happening so I was thinking I need to know what's happening and then he was like look you're going to go down and sort the deal tomorrow like, alright sounds but at this time, I was speaking. I don't know if you know Tagger. Yeah, yeah. He was. He. I ended up speaking to him, and he was saying like, "I'll look after you." So I was like, "Oh, I'm just going down to see what, what's what." And he was like, "Let me know once you once you find out what's happening." So when I got there on the on the end of January, it was just the deal was there. Yeah, cards and Liam have gone through it. It's all sorted. You know, you just need a sign. I was like, "I want to read it first. And he was like, "Yeah, that's fine." So. Cards on the way up. Cards has obviously said, "Look, you get an X amount. You, this is what's happening. Blah, don't worry, we've gone through it. Nothing's gonna. I trusted. I trusted Cards. You know, he he put me towards the movie. He's done a lot for me. Yeah. Same Liam. Liam's. I've never done anything for Liam, and he, he got say got me the movie. He obviously put them onto me. Yeah, he was a link in the yeah, team. So yeah, so he, he again, he, he didn't know me anything, and he'd done that for me. So I was buzzing really, and I wouldn't have questioned them, being like, "Why is this or?" I was just reading and everything looked normal, so signed it, sorted, told Tagger, sent him and he was like, look, sounds, no worries, next time, obviously I'd rather know a bit more, blah, blah, but I went signed with him or anything like that, so, like, after that, we ended up obviously building a relationship and yeah. I wanted him to look after me because he's signed, he's sort of done all sorts and then, obviously, a signed for Blackpool and he, you know, 
done well for me. So obviously in that little whirlwind, a few days you've gone from obviously working, being freezing, and then oh, next yeah. minute, next minute you're gonna go straight into the pro game. So uh, doing a little bit of my research there, it said the first player from Warrington in 20 years to go straight to the football league in in one move. So you know what? Did you get a chance to go back and say thanks to? To Warrington and or did did you from that from then was that it you couldn't play for for them again you you were straight straight to, to Blackpool and training that was it, it was like signed on a Friday um they were, I was sitting, I remember going into the office like Grayson was in there um David Dunn and I think his assistant Tucky and their fella Tommy um forgot a second name now who must have, who was like the scout head of recruitment or whatever you want to call him he was like ah. Oh, Garrity, you know, been watching you, and I was like, oh, what have you, yeah, he was like, you know what made me most impressed, I was like, what, he was like, he's played more, put away, and he's had 10 men, he's got battle for, and I was like, oh my god, honestly, the pitch was the worst pitch ever, like, it was meant to get called off, we ended up going down to 10 men in, like, the first 15 minutes, Bowen got sent off, and we got battered, but I must have just been talking, and, like, doing loads, he was like, that's probably what I was most, I was like, really, the Morpeth game, I said, I played better games than that, and he was just laughing. He was yeah, like, "Discipline no. in it." That's yeah, what he for. was like, we, "We were impressed with that." So I was just in the office, and he was like, um, "Should we give him the weekend off, or should we have him travel to Oxford?" They had Oxford away the next day. Have him travel, and I thought, oh, "I'm gonna have to sing. I can't be singing here." <laughs> That's all that was going through my head. I was just thinking, oh, "I haven't even met the lads. I don't want to be singing on my first time and meeting them." I was like, I d- "I'm not gonna say nah. Don't bring me." I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, chance, whatever." He went, well, anyway, you might as well just go and do your, because I had to go and do my running test and everything. So I went and done all of that. Come back, got a shower, all the lads would come in from training, come over, speaking to me, whatever. So then I got a shower, got changed, went into the office, and he was like, you know what, just have the weekend off, because we're leaving. You probably haven't, because they were obviously leaving on the Friday, and it was the Friday. Probably got nothing with you, and I was like, nah, I haven't. They were like, all right, Sam, we'll see you Monday. I was like, you just going to text, should he text me, obviously, the information. And that's it, I went back there, but... I think on, I just had the weekend off. I didn't like go back and I think Warrington were away that day, or I probably was. I went there, but obviously I went back probably a week or two later to see like all the lads saying nice want to be who's the assistant there, Toby the chairman and Paul obviously for letting it happen. Yeah, boss mates, brilliant. So when you rock back up, um, Blackpool on the Monday for uh, your professional. Your professional debut in training and all that. What was the uh, what was the overriding feeling then? When you nerves, I imagine. Yeah, I was I was shitting myself because there was a few big names there. Like you had like Speed, who's obviously played in the Prem. You had Nathan Alfonso, Gary Medine. I'd like lads who just come on loan from like Leicester and stuff, like Kieran Dewsbury. All you yeah. played the other night, yeah. top player him. And I was thinking, putty hell, I'm a, a you know where you just think I'm probably out of my league here. I didn't, not that I didn't have confidence in myself, I was a bit more confident when I got older, but then I'm I'm at training, I'm thinking these are, obviously, I'll go back to my first day, but I was just thinking probably out of my league here. So my first day of coming in there, and I've, I've told loads of lads about this, probably couldn't speak more highly of them, speaking, like the first day he's coming over to me, all right mate, how are we? Yeah, come with me, I'll get you your kit, get me kit and stuff. So I'm just like, show me around, go up, have me brekkie with him, come back down, we get changed, and he's like, right, we've got to go and do a bit of activation. So you do like stretching and get everything like ready to go round to training. 
just sit me down on the mat next to him, just ask, like, sort of, like, making you feel comfortable, do you know what I mean? Asking, oh, what, what have you done? Have you, are you working on a boss that, this and that? And I'm just think, looking around, thinking, this is this is madness, this, like, I've gone from Friday working to Monday in professional football. Sitting next to Spiel. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, obviously, you finish your activation, and they, cha- they train at Squires. They don't train at the stadium, so you'd have to drive around there, which is probably... It's a five-minute drive if you know where it is. So we're coming outside. Everyone's walking to the cars. Obviously, they have like the little groups where they'll, oh, you'll drive today and I'll jump in with you and whatever. But I didn't know anyone. I was only speaking to Speedham. But Speed, I think I remember seeing Speedham walk out and get in his car with like two or three lads. So I thought I'm not going over. I'll just jump in my car and just follow a car. Jump in my car. I left like my phone and stuff in in the changes as well because I didn't want to be rocking around my phone in case like yeah. setting a bad example. Shouted yeah. at us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're driving driving around and I'm just following this like white make for about must have been about fifteen minutes, but it was going everywhere and I'm thinking they said it was literally you come like when you come out of the Blackpool you do a right go down to the light to a left it's literally a straight drive all the way to the bottom right left you there. I'm following this car, it's going everywhere, I'm thinking, Who's, where are these going here, like, are these going to get petrol or something? So then I looked at the time, thinking, I'm going to be late here. So I pull up at the side of them, at the lights, look in the car, it's just four people in the car, like a family or something, I'm like, oh my God. Going to see the lights. I fucked my first day here. <laughs> so I'm panicking then, thinking, wait, I don't know where, so I'm typing in on my, on my car thing, Blackpool training grounds, it just sending me back to the stadium. So speed back, fucking rab rad to the stadium, throw my card right outside, run into the reception. Where where do you train? Like Squires, Squires Gate, the airport, right next to it. I'm like, all right, sounds. I said, if I just put that in, yeah, I'll take you right to it. So I'll put it in. Takes me onto the road, but like on that road, you need to the runway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. right next to the airport, I'm on a road, and then you need to do like a left past like the Aldi, I think it is, and then it's in like a an account like an housing estate. So you do like a right and then a little it's it's proper hidden. So I'm looking for them thinking I can't see no footy pictures here me. So I'm sweating and I'm getting like all worked up like angry and stuff. I'm thinking what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> fly back to um fly back again, get me car, um get me phone. I'm like, oh my god, I had like five missed calls off the assistant so he had three off Grayson, one off David Dunn. I'm like, oh my God I'm fucked here, I'm gonna get a bollock, I'm gonna get in. So I'll fly down, turn up, they're doing passenger drills and everything where they've probably been, to, must have been about, I'm not missing like half an hour late. So turn up and I'm just, get out my car, I'm like, oh, I'm so silly, they're laughing their heads off. I'm like, bloody hell. It was like a bit of an icebreaker. Yeah, of So I just went in and I was just, the fitness coach pulled me and just, we'd done a little run, he was laughing, doing a bit of stretching and then went into the possession then. And to be fair, my first session had done all right, it was like, some like possession and then games and you know I put a few good tackles in you know Spain was on my team so he was like half egging me on I was thinking yeah come on I'm doing alright here and then like I've never really been the best finisher I'd say because I've never really done like finishing drills and stuff so at the end they were like yeah little finishing comp I'm thinking oh fucking hell I'm going to end up putting about six balls in that back garden there and it was like you, you play until you miss I was just putting it in. I was thinking, wow, what's going on here? This isn't like me. Probably where the pressure's been a bit on me. Yeah. I was just slotting and I was like, yes, get in. That must have been me and like three lads left and then I missed. 
and then after it, I was just thinking that no first session is done now. Yeah, not time not, to crack not on. Not too bad after a bad start. Nah, nah. How did you get away without getting a nickname like Shatnav or the Carrier Pigeon or <laughs> or something? They were just laughing like a few of them, and just when I got when because you go back to the stadium to have your dinner, so go to like the restaurants upstairs. And they were just laughing. They were like, "Where did you go?" And I was like, "I honestly do not know." Which was f- I thought it was one of you, because a few years ago, got in cars and I was probably seen a white mech and thought, "There's like the, a white mech there. I'll just follow that." And they were just laughing, but nah, it was it was it was a good icebreaker. But you know, if I could restart the day, I wouldn't have done that. Should have turned up with um, you know, them sugar dummies around you, candy floss, bar of rock, but with uh, a I think you're a cup of two pences. You just up and so I didn't know where I was going. Uh, it was horrible, so, man. So, in terms of like eating with the lads and you know the food that they gave and all that, is how 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 much getting used to did that take? You know, living right in terms of yeah. you know, you're probably eating dominoes on on the Friday. Yeah, the yeah. Too. So like every probably years ago, every Friday when I'm in in Ars with my man, that will always get a chippy. So yeah, you'll be, you, yeah, you'll be used to like you'll finish Wednesday work and do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you finish work and do that, and like you know, I used to some we used to have like a Friday night league with like the lads just from Bayaz. It weren't people who like used to play for like the Easter and stuff. It was just like my mates who yeah, like the just, yeah, who used to play in the Astro with each other. So we used to go and um, we used to go and play on the Friday, and then you go back like the boozer and have a few bevies, and then you just go home. So you know, trying to like adapt, you know, not be a like a bore sort of, yeah. which I am now. Like I know I am, but it's for a reason. So at that time, I was like wanted to give it me full go. So it was trans. It was it was hard to get used to because I was a fussy eater. So like going in and like the lads are just putting like major food on like all mad fish and veg and stuff, and I'm just like, nah, that's not me. That just give me some chicken and potatoes <laughs> or something. And I was like, nah, it's gonna be hard. This so then I was speaking to me mara about sorting stuff out and she was just like you just need to start trying stuff you never know you might like it so then sound like my lad who's nine come on lad if you eat a chicken nugget you'll eat, you'll eat normal chicken that's my, what we used my to ma say. honest she used to say it's like my mum has always had like nice food like salads and fish and stuff and I'll be like nah like me dad I used to be like me dad me dad it's just steak and chips and stuff and yeah. I'll just be like that, that that's all I need and I'm happy so I'd say the it was a bit mad because obviously when I signed COVID it like two two months after, didn't it? So it was like getting into the grass for stuff training every day. And like Grayson when Critchley come in and like we were playing, I was only playing bounce games at the time. I think we played like Crew and Othersfield and I'd done well in both games. The Othersfield one, we got slapped up, but I'd done well and that was Critchley's first like game of watching players who weren't playing. After the game, he put me, he was like, look, you've done very well there, don't get down, because I was gutted, obviously, we got B4-0, he was like, don't get down over the, he said, it's just about performing properly, and you can see that you had the right attitude, so then on the, th- that was on a Wednesday, that, obviously, all the lads were off, we played on the Tuesday, so we went in on a Thursday, and we were just doing a recovery session, because we played on the Wednesday, and he put me, and he said, look, you're going to be on the bench on Saturday, we have Fleetwood away, which was his first game, I was like, bloody hell, I was buzzing. So I think get them back for not turning up twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm there and I'm on the bench that week, and then I think they played Stramier on a Tuesday night, and he said, obviously I was on the bench again. He got beat two nil, and then we had Sunderland away on a Saturday. I was thinking, what the hell? Sunderland away is going to be a belter, and then COVID it. So then I was just I was just stuck in ours then, really just training. 
Um, but that's when I started getting, you know, me eating proper because I was doing it. Like I was thinking, like, I don't want to just binge now because I'm off because I'll just be sloppy when I go back. Yeah. So I just I got right on that, and then I done it um, a toler- like an intolerance test that year. So probably August September last year. Um, like got my bloods done and see more foods like which was good for me and bad for me, and like everything come back that I liked. I mean everything potatoes, um, normal rice, um, oats, like gluten. Like oh, I know you don't eat gluten, but it's in everything in it. Yeah. So I was like, bloody hell, this is gonna be hard. This, like, I don't know what else. I could only have like sweet potato and brown rice, and then I'd have like gluten free pasta and stuff. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be because the the fella who done it done me a diet plan as well. I was putting all like hummus and stuff on and avocados and then I was thinking. I'm not I'm not, I can't I text him and said I can't eat hummus and that's horrible. No, hummus he, is boss. Oh no, I see. See how that sounds. <laughs> if you if you if you liked it, you'll be sound with it. But I went into it, so I was he was just putting like smoothies on there. So if I end up that summer, I probably the best shape like fitness wise. this is before I done a tolerance test, fitness wise the best of done because we were just locked up so every day I was doing runs because we had to train anyway you doing like Zoom stuff and that? yeah so we used to do like Zoom group sessions of like gym and yoga and stuff and then obviously the season got scrapped so then I had like a few weeks off but I was still training a lot because I was thinking this is my first pre-season going into professional footy I want to go back the fittest I've ever felt like I've always been quite a strong runner but that 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 year I went back pre-season probably the best like running shape of being in. Getting on them 5k challenges, whatever. Yeah, we were doing like that. We used to have to do 10k every Saturday, was, so like you'd train all week and then you'd have like a light session on the Friday and then on the Saturday you'd do a 10k. But then obviously, I hated I'm not into that. Me like 10k's, I've had to do interval stuff, you know, where you just run for like four minutes and then have a break. And so when I went back pre season, I was smashing and running. The manager was buzzing with me, Critchley. But then obviously, I ended up he sat on loads of players and you know, I just got the hint that he weren't going to be, like, starting me or anything, so I just pulled him and was like, got a year left, you know, probably, what's your, what are your plans for me this year? And he was like, look, I've been, you know, uh, he, he was telling, obviously, Ben Mansford, and Ben Mansford was telling Tiger f- for me of, like, how well I was doing. And he was like, you know, I can't sing your praises enough, how hard you've worked since you come back. He said, but there's lads that are That's just how it is. You want, you just want a bit of honesty, though, don't That's you? That's what I mean, but I'm not saying he wouldn't have wouldn't have told me, like, if it didn't pull him, I, you know, I hope he would have, but, like, you know, it took a lot of signings, and then, when we do, you know, when you do 11 v 11 outside, he was putting me right back, and then, I was thinking, he was leaving, like, a, a right back on the bench, and putting me right back, so, you know, he said, put me and said, I see it as a right back, I can, I can just agree with him, I might not want to play there, but, you know, I'm playing in the football league, I would have played anywhere, so, I was just thinking, bit mad this, so that's when I said, like, what are your plans for me this year? Do you see me as a right-back or do you see me as number eight? You know, I just, just need to know. I've got a year left. I, I haven't played any league games yet, obviously, with COVID and stuff. And he was like, no, I was serious and eight. He said, you know, I, I just thought you'd do a better job than... I don't think he wanted one of the lads in who, were, who was the right-back at the time. So I think he was just trying to annoy him a bit, which was a bit shit. Um, so he went, there's lads at Eddie that, you know, simply... I think you'll get minutes and you might play games. You'll be in the squad most weeks, he said, but I can't promise you game time. So I was just like, oh, 
what's he reckoning on a loan? And he went, well, to be honest, we've been talking about it, me and Ben. think it'll be good for your development. So I was like, yeah, def, so session finished. I was happy because I got what I, no, I got an answer then. And that's when I spoke to my agents and said, look, this is where we're at. What do you reckon? He said, leave it with me. He probably, an hour two hours later, rang me saying, hold him after a sentiment. Go down there. So are you, are you happy more, like, you want to fa- you want to stay fairly local, don't you? Especially all this COVID stuff going on and all that and when you start playing again. So Oldham, ideal, ideal for you really. Not that far, is it? No, it's not. It's It was sound really. Obviously, I went, I'm not saying, the LV said, yeah, Plymouth, won't you? It's not like I would have went, nah, I'm not going. Do you know what I mean? Because I just wanted to try and get game time. But he was like, look, Oldham are after someone, I think it'll be good, good for you. You know, League 2. Um, they haven't got a massive budget so I reckon if you p- perform properly you'll get game time I think it'll be ideal Harry Cool was the gaffer at the time I was like alright Sandy he was like but the thing is you're going to have to go in on like a, a two week trial because obviously they can't go and watch Warrington playing and go yeah he's a, he, he'll play in the league yeah. no they've never seen me play in the football league so they needed to see how I performed but like we need you in for two weeks to play a few games I for fitness, so went in, done stuff, and I was blitzing and running because we were, we were in quite early with Kitchley because he wanted to get a style of playing and stuff. And he's dead sports science anyway, and he yeah, he's being from the stock proper like big on fitness. He wants everyone grafting, so it was good for me, obviously, because I've come from so intense to like not on against Oldham, but when as sharp and as intense as Blackpool, so I felt good going in there. And then I think my first game we played Kays and Ashton, which is a non-league team. So obviously that was sound for me. I was thinking, yeah, played against these type of players anyway, so I know what I'm doing. And um, I think we were winning, or we were 1-1 or something like that at our time. And he only played 45 minutes, but then on the Saturday, we played Forest away. And honest, we were unbelievable. I was thinking, wow, we're going up us. Like, we popped them everywhere, we beat them, 2-0 I think it was, and we were by far the better team, like, we we absolutely battered them, but they had, like, that Amiobi out, um, Matty Cash played, yeah. um, they had that Lyle Taylor, Gabin, is it? Yeah, you know what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Had Michael Dawson, he was playing as well, but he couldn't Still move, Dawson. he couldn't move at his time. Yeah, he was a good player, when he played in the Prem and everything, but you could, he, he just, he was dead slow, so... That day we were just on it and I was thinking to myself, we're, we're going to smash it here. Played Lincoln a week later in in another game. Beat them 1-0. We were quality. I'd done, I'd done well again in the game. So the manager was like, look, we want you, but it's it's not me who, who, who's going to show It's the owner. You know, we need to give the go ahead. So Critchley was like, look, you're not having him for no longer. You've had him for two weeks now. You need to either sign him or we'll want him back. So again, I was a bit like, oh, no, what, what's going on here? I'm just... Being at Oldham for two weeks and now I'm back at Blackpool training again on the Monday. I was like, this is madness. So I think we played like Blackburn on a Tuesday night in a pre-season friendly. Blackpool and I went starting, but I come on second half and they were battering us anyway. And then um, after that game, Chris Lee put me and was like, oh yeah, look, Oldham want to sign you. You know, go and sort your deal tomorrow. So then I went there on loan for the season on the Wednesday. Yeah, so how long of the season was left then? That was only pre-season now. Oh, so you'd done the full season with, with them? No, so I'd done pre-season with Blackpool and then obviously we I was still in pre-season so I'd done two weeks on trial in yeah. pre-season with Oldham and then it was like the season was starting on a Saturday 
And Oldham ends up getting a deal short on a Wednesday before the season yeah. started. So you stayed the whole season with them? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was I was with Oldham for the full season. What was he like then, Kewl, as, as a gaffer? Kewl was sounds, because I think anyone really, if, if a manager likes you, you you'll like them, won't you? So Kewl, Kewl loved me. I think he just loved people who worked hard, because he, he says he used to work hard and stuff. So he, he was a bit of a runner. He used to say you beat you in running running challenges and everything around the pitch and all this and so it was good but we were just too hot and cold and we had nothing to do with him it was probably more us like I think first game of the season we beat Carlisle 3-0 scored my first goal against them and I was like well yeah this is a belter we battered them so obviously everyone was in like good spirits after the game thinking we're going to go up or we're going to do well and then the season the season started and we got absolutely pummeled the first six seven games we were just getting battered we were like what is going on here like, we just couldn't buy a win I think we got like one point we bottom or second to bottom and then we played Bolton away it's just I wouldn't say it's a derby but you know it's a bit of a yeah, yeah. It's close game yeah, in it's it. Local, isn't it and they're a, a big big side so we played them at their place and beat them um, again I scored in that game so I was buzzing and um, we went on a bit of a run then from then till Christmas not like we, we, we won quite a lot of yeah, games, beat, points it, up, yeah. beat big teams. But as I say before about being on cold, we'll, we'll beat like Newport away, batter them, and then we'll be at home to someone who weren't as good as them, um, say, you know, Walsall or something else. They were decent, you know what I mean? But they weren't as good as Newport. Newport were the top side. And we'll just get battered 2 or 3 nil. You know what I mean? And we'll be in a change, like, what's going on? Then yeah. a week later... We'll beat someone ah, again, to get your heads three one. So we just win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But I think he's done better than probably managed managers that have got there. But I don't know. It's it's up to them what they do with the manager. And I I, I enjoyed it with Cool. I thought he was he liked me and he liked other lads who worked hard. So it was good. I liked it there with him. So, so what was it like playing at the likes of the Reebok and Forest and and places like that? You know, in the state, the big stadiums and. Well, yeah, it was a bit mad because there was no fans, was there, in the first season? So, I wouldn't, obviously, I would have liked fans to be there, but it's probably a bit better for your confidence in it playing, you know, your first season in the league. If we were doing well, I think you'd rather have fans there because we weren't doing well. It was like, yeah. bloody hell, we would have been getting battered, and I've never been in that situation before. So, you can't say, oh, yeah, you would have thrived on it, or you went hard, and you wouldn't know, would you? Cause so, so, basically, you got 25, 30 games in. Without any sort of real pressure from any fans, yeah, to let you get your foot in the door of pro footy daily. Pretty much, that's what I'm saying. Like Oldham, it's done, done a lot for me in that sense. The, I had a full season there. The lads were top draw. Now the end of the season, I got an injury which put me off for like two months, which was a bit gutted about because you know, cool ends up getting sacked in that period of when I, I got injured. I was thinking bloody hell, bit gutted there, but yeah, old it was good. You know, when you're playing like Bolton. Bradford Stadium was good as well, but yeah. we played Bradford like four times that season, and obviously Bradford's are a massive club, so I think we, again we beat them. I think we beat them every time we played them that season. Like we played them in the FA Cup twice in the league, one in the Papa John's. We beat them four times. Like they're a good side. Like you know we're up there, but we just we just could really just couldn't get like a you no know, like consistency yeah, consistency really so towards the end of your loan there then so it, it, is that 
have you still got a year with Blackpool or is that, is that your contract coming coming to an end then when you go back? So that was coming to an end at that season. But they like already said to me, we're probably going to, they're like an option in their favour. Yeah, deactivate it, yeah. Yeah, so they were like... To, to look after the assets in it, yeah, basically. Yeah, probably going to activate it. So I was just like, sounds, obviously I didn't really get it that much. So like, I was speaking to my agent about it. He was like, it's not a bad thing. He said, because if a club wants you, yeah, it's they'll, it's, they'll yeah, pay money it's for you. So choice, basically, yeah. if they didn't want to activate it, they're happy to just let you walk, aren't they? That's what I mean. So he said, so no matter what, you're going to have a club, whether it's with Blackpool or not. He was like, you know, you and you're getting paid. Yeah, he went. You're gonna don't. I wouldn't worry about it too much. The way I was, I'm. I've been a worrier for ages. I like, I like knowing what's happening, where I'm gonna be, what I'm doing. Like a bit weird like that. So it was like. Wait, career though, wasn't it? Yeah, career, that's, that's what I mean. What and they were in the playoffs, Blackpool. So I was thinking, I'm not gonna like. No, I'm not saying I weren't good enough. But if they go up, I weren't gonna play in a championship second season in fo- in football. Like I was thinking, it's a bit of a big jump for me that. But then they were saying, yeah, we're gonna take up your option, but we're just gonna wait and see till what happens after the playoffs. So it was just I was left waiting, thinking. What's going to happen when we're getting released? They're saying they're taking the option up. He said, but if they go up, they're not going to do it. So the tag was like, look, don't worry about it. He said, you know, you'll be all right, you'll be all right. So then they had like Tramier who were interested and then Paul Vale. Obviously they show more interest first and then Tramier come about. But um, Blackpool must have already said to them, we're taking his option up so you'll have to pay a fee, whatever it was. So um, I knew... I was gonna be somewhere, but I just didn't know where. That's what was doing me head in the most because I had I like just as I say knowing what's happening. So I had to wait till they won the playoffs until the week later started stuff to sort out. Then yeah. So then how did it sort of pan out? Did, did you have to speak to Paul Vale and, and Tramier or yeah? Was Paul, Paul obviously Paul Vale prepared to pay a fee for you? So yeah, both of them. Both of them was I think obviously Paul Vale were more. Show well more interest. No, Tammy did show interest, but Paul Vale were like, you know, we we want yeah. Well, I went and met. I think I met them say like in like a week. I met them on a Tuesday and then Tammy on a Thursday, and on a Tuesday, um, Paul Vale would come in. It was in like a little room, like office, and it was like showing me like presentations of me good stuff, what they can improve me on, and they were showing me statistics of like. That's right. What about, you know what I mean? It was pro, and I was like thinking, being on FIFA. Like, I was, I was thinking, I'm on like manager mode here. And I was sitting there and I was like, this is madness, this. Like, they were bringing me food and drinks, asking me if I wanted anything. So, you know, where you feel, I felt, yeah. oh, this is good, this. Yeah, they were showing me around the yeah. stadium. And again, they'll show me like. Didn't bring Robbie Williams in to sing Angels, did you know? Nah, I wouldn't have signed them. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he was showing me all the stats and that, I was like, wow, this is, this is madness, this. Because obviously, he didn't get that. At Blackpool, it was a bit different. So then, met Tramier on a Thursday, but I knew like the coach there does. He was at Blackpool, and obviously because yeah, I went yeah. in the squad, he was with the U team. So I used to go and do sessions with him, and his sessions were unbelievable. He were boss training sessions. So I was like, "What's oh, the hell if he's there with them? I'm gonna be doing a lot of sessions like that. That'll be a belter." And obviously, it's not that far. And I knew like Callum McDonald, who was at Blackpool, I knew Speedham was there, um, Liam Feeney. I thought I know three or four lads there, so I'm not going into somewhere where I don't know. And obviously they were like, it was like cat and mouse. Didn't know what, didn't know what I wanted. So then my agent was just like, look, don't worry, like just, just, just have a think over the weekends. 
let me know what you think. He's, but then he, on the Monday, he was like, look, this poor Vale harassing me, saying like, they want you, they want you. And then, I think Srami were umming and ahhing about a fee and didn't want to pay this and poor Vale were just happy to pay it. So Tiger was saying, look, it's up to you what you want. He said, but I'll tell you now, poor Vale is showing a lot of interest in coming in with better contract, this and that. I was just like... I don't, I don't know because I didn't know anyone there I was a bit cautious and I was thinking how far is it I'm going to have to move down I know it's only an hour away I was thinking the M6 can get a bit busy so I was thinking I was looking on like the squad seeing any lads from like Warrington and Manny who can meet you know and get a little car school going and there was so then I was thinking I just said to Tagger you know what they showed a lot more interest you know, I think it was just between the, the, I think the fee caused a bit of a problem as well. You know, like yeah. Paul Vale were willing to pay it, and Tramia was, but maybe not as much as what Blackpool were asking. I don't know what it was. So Paul, anyway, Tiger said, "Look, Paul Vale have shown a lot more interest. I think that just shows enough of what they think of you." And I went, "Yeah, it does." So I ended up getting that sorted. Probably, obviously, I'm not saying I wouldn't. Probably the best thing I've done. I, I love it there. Yeah, brilliant, mate. So obviously, you know, you're a Paul Vale, Paul Vale player. How did it pan out for you the first few sessions and the first couple of weeks there? All all good? Yeah, all good. Like the the lads there, I think everyone like bought into what the gaffer there wants to do, like work hard and stuff. And the sessions were sharp. Like obviously when I didn't when it was at Oldham, it was boss. Do you know what I mean? Like I absolutely loved it there. But I loved training because I've never been in that situation before where I'm training every day. So I went like obviously lads who've been professional football for ages like one of my mates there like Conor Mach Eleni he was at like Everton when he was younger so he's probably used to where he's been playing on a Saturday recover Sunday recover Monday light session maybe you know what I mean every like recovering properly but I've never done that I'm normally like have I played on a Saturday I'll be playing on a Sunday maybe the Astro on a Monday I'll have a game on a Tuesday a few pints here and there yeah so I've never known to recover like that I'm just used to just playing 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 obviously it's different intensity and you know you do you do feel a lot more tired when you're playing in games than you do in others so I train and every day I I wanted to do that the way some lads are older I'd say like the shot like I don't know maybe they they couldn't be arsed you know when it was a bit cold and that like the foreign lads they didn't really want to be training and stuff and like the session would just be a bit off, but that again, that's where like Cooley would probably lose his head a bit, and he'd be like, "What's going on here?" And he'd he'd flip a bit because he's come from the stand of being so good at the clubs he's been at. So it was a lot different going from like Blackpool, where it was so sharp, and then Oldham was boss, but like not every day there'll be as sharp as what Blackpool was, and then you're going into Port Vale where everyday training you've got to be on it like the lads there are good they're all top lads all working hard all you know pushing to be better for themselves and yeah it was just it, it was tough the first few weeks like because I'm normally not wouldn't say winning every run but like you done running sessions and I'm normally quite good so like the first day we done like track running and I was proper good in it like done well but then the next day you done like this intermittent yo-yo which is proper like tough and I'm looking down the line and not one person dropped out and I'm thinking oh me I'm fucked here me I'm gonna have to pull out soon but I was thinking to myself I can't pull out first I've got to be last year because I'm not saying they've only signed but like I'd say a lot of teams look at me as being like quite good fitness wise so that I play a part I was thinking if I drop out like first fifth sixth seventh year they'd be like mm. yeah hang on I thought yeah. he was yeah. he thought he was fitter than what he was 
so I'm thinking, looking down, I'm just, and then obviously as it, the levels started going at like 23 or something or whatever it was. Probably 90% of the people were thinking what you were thinking. Uh, well, when I was speaking to the lads, I was the same because they were looking at like, say the keeper or like the older centre-halves and they were still in it, but they were doing well. But you know, when you're looking and you're looking and you're thinking, face, isn't it? oh my God, I'm done in here. So then I ended up dropping out and there was still four lads doing it. And I'm thinking, bloody hell, this is good, this, like, I'm normally towards the end of running compared to, like, other lads, do you know what I mean? Yeah, boss, mate, boss. So, so with the training being sharp, are you feeling that your levels are, go- are going up with training every day and, and doing everything right now, like you said, about your eating right, your diet's right? Can you feel your levels going up? Yeah, definitely. The season, when I was obviously at Oldham, um, when I got me eating right and stuff, I stuck to it, like, proper every day, even, like, on me off day. Say on a Sunday was probably the only time. I didn't binge, but, like, I'd have potatoes on me roast dinner, no matter what. I couldn't, like, not have the potatoes, do you know what I mean? But, like, there was, like, things, like, I wouldn't wouldn't have, like, through the week that I'd normally snack on and stuff, which I probably shouldn't. But that season, I kept it strict where I was eating me proper. Like, I'd take my own food in every day. I'd have, like, my smoothies of the morning. I'd have my own dinner. Like, after footy, when I finish footy, I'll be microwaving man away. They'll all be doing their food that's done for them. But I was taking my own stuff in because I was weighing everything. So, like, that season, I probably felt the best I've ever felt. And then, vice versa, this season, I've stuck to it again. Feel good, feel stronger, everything about it. But then, like, obviously, as you say, with the sharpness of training, probably the the, the best I've felt, like, because I've, I've never trained as much as what I am. And, you know, you're, you're working on stuff to develop yourself as a player and feel like you're improving in aspects of what you need to. Yeah, boss, mate. Any of your uh, amateur mates say, come and do a little session with me, Benji, show me what I need to be doing? They say, because, like, as I was saying before, I've never been, like, brilliant at finishing my feet or anything like that because I've always just been, like, a box-to-box midfielder. I've never really, like... I don't shoot much from outside the box, so a lot of my mates would be like, ah... Oh, like in the first COVID, I, I was going to the Jeffrey Humble just there, um, doing like finishing. Do you know what I mean? And like lads who who don't play like Scott Ryan, just a lad from Bayas and Forsy, Forsy who just got one goal because he's just he's mad, isn't he? And like we doing finishing, and Scott to just be putting him in top in, but he's not even trying, and I'm like trying to lace the ball. And it's not going in and I'm getting annoyed with myself. And he's just like, lad, if you need lessons, just let me know. And <laughs> yeah. it's the same like Gog and Gog and me, mate. He'll always say, if you need lessons on finishing, like, come the Astro and I'll show you and stuff. Like, you're all right doing it there, but you never play games. Yeah, boss, mate, boss. Well, so recently, mate, you've been on a hot streak, haven't you? Got uh, loads of goals and, you know, up for Player of the Month awards and all that type of stuff, mate. So how does it feel to sort of, you know, national recognition? Yeah, it's good. It was it was decent. If, like obviously, at the start, I I wouldn't say I would. I'm not saying the manager weren't like having me. He obviously liked me because he saw me. But like he he was playing another two lads in the middle, and I was thinking, ah, oh, I might not get in and stuff here. And then one of the midfielders got a knock, so I come in and I was doing well. But we weren't getting wins, and then we were putting a few wins together. And I think I scored two against Swindon away, and then Scunthorpe at their place. But like obviously, we end up getting six points over them two games off my goal so it looks good obviously but as yeah. a team we were playing well so that month I went off play the month I was buzzing thinking oh, I'll be boss this you know it was like the first month and then we were carrying on winning but I dried up a bit on the goals I was gutted because I thought I'm going to score quite a lot of you 
but obviously he was playing. He might have played different formations, or I mightn't have been playing, and other lads was and stuff. So um, the other day, he just played me a bit further forwards and ends up popping up with it. Probably the luckiest goal I've ever scored in my life. They all count, mate. Don't yeah, you? million percent. And plus, plus midfielders you scored are worth the weight in gold, mate. Aren't they? Yeah, the. It's I'm gonna say it's hard, like, but it's to know it's just people score different midfielders probably score them outside the box, top inners and stuff like. There's a lad there at our team, Tom Conlon, the captain. I reckon most of his goals this season have probably been outside the box free kicks or like sh- shots, good finishes. The way, not that I don't shoot, it's just I'm always like running in behind or arriving in the box and stuff. So a lot I reckon I think all of my goals this season, other than Swindon. Have been in in the eighteen yard box, so probably good that we've got a you know a, a bit of a balance um, in terms of goals. But yeah, it's good to chip in with goals, like the best feeling ever. Bosh me is right. So should we have a little bash on the uh, the hard part, means which everyone which everyone dreads <sighs> trying to uh, trying to build the perfect. We call it amateur footballer, but obviously being in the pro game now, you, you're more than welcome to throw in. As many of the pro lads uh, as you want, but knowing you, I think you'll probably I'll go throw, throw I'll, a few of the lads in as well. I'll go one I played with, and then I'll go one pro. Yeah, excellent. So okay. played with, though not against. Right, so I always start with left foot. <sighs> Can't really look further than lane, can you? Either though, I've heard people saying on here with Mooney, and Mooney's got a a wand of a left foot, but things I've seen Leighton do with his left foot are just ridiculous, especially. Played with him for a good few years, so most of us running. So, <laughs> when you st- as long as you put the ball in there, I weren't bothered, but at times he'd be annoying. But the stuff he used to do with his left foot was ridiculous. So he was free kick for the Brecht the other night. Yeah, he's a joke. He's just, he's a joke. Like, he should have, should have signed for the Brecht ages ago, but I think he's going to. I spoke to Gary the night. He's at, Gary's buzzing, he's there, so I think he's going to have a go there. Like, yeah, good on him. Um, but I'd say left foot who have played with professionally. I'd give Bobby Grant a little mention. Yeah. Yeah. From last season. He had a lovely left foot, Bobby. Um assisted me first um pro goal, so I was buzzing. And then a lad I just mentioned then who I'm playing with this season, Tom Conlon. Yeah. He's got a he got a wand of a left foot in. Like free kicks like pens for him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They're just a bit different, aren't they? Left peggers, the way. Yeah, they just look look better. They sort of kick it with their whole body, don't they? Yeah. In a weird way, if you know what I mean. They get dip on the ball yeah. and everything. I, I just can't do that, me. So, right foot. This was this was tough, this, because I've never really like played with a player and I've thought, wow, he, his right foot's ridiculous, do you know what I mean? Um, but probably Franny Smith, who, like, no, he's, I've never... And didn't play with Franny when he was in, like, his pram. But everyone talks about him and yeah, I remember watching him. He was unbelievable, weren't he? So I'll give Franny a mention in terms of his right foot, his passing and that. You know, he was brilliant, but I'll go with Tony Gray on that. Yeah. Just because I don't really put it down to just he can smash a ball. It's like yeah, it's finishing and like yeah, accuracy as well. Tony's finishing was a joke. It was unbelievable. So I'd say him. And then again, I'm going to go with two lads that playing with now. Um, we'll get a little mention is Dennis. Politic, he's on loan from Bolton. A Roma, he's like Romanian, but I think he's always been in Manchester. I think he's at United and that when he was younger. Um, and Brad Walker, but um, Dennis Brad can just zing forty yards, like the nothing. Like it, his passing range is unbelievable. But again, it comes to the finishing part of Dennis can just whip balls in like top in with like 
dip and stuff. It's it's madness. He's, he's so so good with his right foot. So, but Tony Gray there, yeah. Okay, touch. Um, again, probably Leighton and Tony Gray. Just because they're not really big, are and no balls get smashed into them or smashed up in the air. And I'd love to have seen them play together. I would. Uh, I've always thought that because I've played with both of them, like I've played in the ten behind Leighton and I've played in the ten behind Tony, and obviously Tony will work harder than Leighton. Like Leighton won't move, so it was a bit easier with Tony. But Leighton used to just put balls on your toe all the time. So um, them two, the touch probably can't separate them really in that sense. Fair enough. Don't have to. You don't but have to. In the pro one, I'd say. Again, I, I couldn't split the two strikers who were at Paul Vale now. James Wilson, who was at United, and Jamie Proctor. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, skill. Um, I'd say... Little Duffy. Yeah, heavy. Mads, like... Sends, since, ev- sends since everyone was, for the echo. Yeah, since he was a kid, really. It's a shame, really, because he's, um, he's just in a little man's body, isn't he? Like, but that shouldn't make anyone look at him different. But his feet are ridiculous. Um, step over is a joke, isn't it? It's just probably the. It's the way he steps over, and his, even his air goes that way. It's his, air goes, his air goes left, and his body goes he right. It feels like when you're watching him, you're thinking like he's going that way. Like, I don't reckon no one knows what way he's going, but I have to give little Duffy that one. And, you know, I'll say you can't go away from saying Strundle there, can you, with yeah. a little mention? Yeah, Strundle, ridiculous means. Head and ability. Um, can't split them really I'd say I'd beat both of them but they, they probably won't say I will but Tony and Forshi yeah um, I'd probably go with Tony there yeah he's always been great in the air just Forshi's powerful he's, he's, been like, he's like Drogba he? I used to call him like a Drogba that's what I mean but like when I was when, so when I I didn't really see him in his I can't remember him being so good in the year when we were, when I, I used to watch when I played. And Tony was like sort of, but I just always remember watching Tony and he used to score headers every week, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So that's why I'd time go with that. But there's a lad that I played with last season called Pidge, Carl Piagiani. Is that Oldham? I think he scored five or six this season. I say they've all been headers. He's like an absolute tank. He's massive. Yeah, Not monster. tall. He's yeah. just like. Power. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, speed. Um, I'll give I'll give these two a mention just so they don't. I'll take Chich and Jack McCret. Kid was at Warrington with obviously Chich. He was just dead agile, any so brilliant. But a lad I went to school with um, and played with him, Carl Clay's brother. It is Jamie Clay. Right. He's the fastest, the fastest lad I've ever I've ever seen. Like amateur level. He's ridiculous. When we used to, you know, when he used to go sports day and that to wave a tree, he would blitz anyone in the hundred meters. Anyone, he was so so fast. I don't know why he never. He went like brilliant at footy, but his pace alone. Yeah. Oh, you, you give you give people ten fifteen yards, you'll beat them every time. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's audible, isn't it? There's a lad I'm with now. Um, a poor fail again. Um, Devante Rodney. He's 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 built like you know that triore. Yeah, the yeah, Wolves, yeah. he's built like him, he's muscly and he's... Like a wide receiver in the NFL. Oh my God, he's absolutely rapid. Like, you know when he, he, he you think he's sprinting, he's actually not, he's jogging, but he's hitting like proper high speeds on like his, his GPS and stuff. He, he's ridiculous. 
Yeah, no, there's nothing worse for them full backs against the oh, defending speeds and nightmare. He's strong as well, though, so it's not like as soon as he gets his body yeah. in the way, that's it. You, you're not getting round him. Um, so that leads into the next one, strength. Um, I go with Tom Rooney, and I'll give Bowen a mention in that one because yeah. I remember when two I, units there, though. <laughs> yeah, when I first started playing for the Oyster. Obviously, as I said earlier on about the Molly and the Pineapple being like the biggest games, I remember playing, you know, when he used to play in Ottispool on that, yeah, yeah. the pitch there, playing against them, and he'll just do like, he just hold you with one arm, but I was only small then, but you know where you think like, I'll never move him, he was just, like when he wanted to be, he's a joke, but he's just too hot and cold, Bowen, but Tom used to just pin people like they were not on and roll them for... Leighton to get all the glory, didn't yeah, he? like Mark Hughes, when he top top player. Yeah, I was a, he was a beast, but again, a, a lad I was with last year, I'll give him a mention, that, again, that Piagiani, Pidge, just like on Fridays and that day before the game, he'd be in the gym with his weightlifting shoes on, squatting like 140s and that, day before <laughs> the game. A, no joke. Animal, animal. Who's the fittest? I'd say, um, probably Porter, in terms of, yeah, like sh- a dog, isn't he? he used to just shape wise and he, you know, he probably a bit older when I play with him, but he'd still probably run more than majority of us. In that funny little style that yeah. run, that run. But like he he's just the nicest fella ever, but he's in he was in good nick all the time. And then yeah, I'd I'd say Porter in that sense. What about the pros? Who who's like anyone shocked you in terms of just you know, like Animal like like the Milners on the on the bleep tests and all that. There's a lad, there's a lad who, who I get in my car school with, and um, Dave Waddle. His name is he's he's in my like I drive in with him, but he's like an older lad. I think he's like thirty or something. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's played like five hundred league games, whatever. So he's well experienced. But you know, when you see him, you wouldn't think like he'll be a strong runner, and then like he's all he'll moan about stuff like being stiff or tired or whatever. So. The first day I'd done the, the track running, he, he'd done well, like, you know what I mean? But I didn't notice because I'm just running around the track and we got split up, so he was on the opposite side of me. And then we'd done that, that test, I was telling you, that yo-yo test, and he just breezed it. And I was thinking, wow, he's a machine, him. Like, you, do, you don't think that of him, but that, that day I was like, wow. And then every game, he's just bombing up and down because he plays wing-back. He's just a joke, but then there was another lad as well. I have to give a little mention to Gip, James Gibbons. His name is. He's the other wing back, but he he, he, he torn his tore his army three three times the season before I come. So he missed most of last season. So in pre season he didn't really train with us because he was obviously recovery. And um, he's come back and he's just like he's a machine. I didn't realize how, how fit he is, but uh, yeah, Waddle Waddle will probably have to pick that for me. Sank. Um keepers. Josh Malloy. Yeah, top notch. Say Josh Malloy, amateur wise, I don't think I've played with a better. Um, I think now. I give that. Is it Ryan Jones? Is it for the campy? Yeah, yeah. I just always remember him when we used to play the campy for the Easter. Just couldn't like the, the things late and he'd be putting them in like top corner and he'll just get a fingertips to them. I haven't mentioned many against, but I had to just because of. I just always remember him in games. And then I'd say with the pro one, I'd go with. Keeper this year, Lucas, a Brazilian lad, shot stopping's unbelievable. But I like the last se- keeper last year, Ian Lawler. He was at like City and that shot stopping. He's unbelievable, like unbelievable. But his kicking, like his distribution and that, 
it was madness how good he was with his feet. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say him in that one. Yeah, it's the way it's going with the keepers in it. Um, who's the funniest, the maddest, the, the madmen in the changes? Jono, Jono Swan. Yeah. He's hilarious. Like before the game and that, he just buzzes off everyone. But he's he's funny. Do you know what I mean? And then when he's had a bevy, like he's he's hilarious. John O get gets that all day for me. Yeah, he sort of walked them the boots you walked in it for being like the kid at the oyster. You know, coming in, everyone's like, oh, this kid coming in. I remember me mate Tom Perry telling me about him. Tom was playing centre half for the oyster. He was saying as a kid, yeah, John O Swan. It's like he's a player in me. He is like. I tried to get him when I think it was I don't know whether it was the first season or the second season for Warrington. Like I got asked, no, it would have been a second because the first season we had two good left backs. To be fair, um, one's from around here, Ali Whittle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was he played in the first season. He was good, Ali. Um, but Card said to me like, you know, do you know what you reckon and that? And I was like, how oh, I'll ask him. But he, he he struggled, you know, with because of the shift work. He used to work in Jag, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so. Tried to get him down because Jono should have definitely had to go somewhere. I know it was at probably hour with him doing shift work, but he could have easily pushed on him, maybe earn some money out of it. Because when we when I was young coming through, Jono was was heavy, and then obviously as he got older, I think he just lost a bit of interest about it. Yeah, no, no great shout. Um, leadership. Um, say Mark Roberts at Warrington. He he, he was. Um, Again, he well experienced and he's had prom- numerous promotions in the football league. But he just have his like you'd see he was in what he was coming like prepared to a game, he'll have like nuts that he'll eat before he went out like every single game, he'll have like certain shakes, he's in proper good nick for an older fella, do you know what I mean? You'd be thinking, yeah, he's and then on the pitch he's a animal like any any sh- he just used to come even in training, like he would come out of nowhere and block your shot. It yeah. was just weird. He's just known for like blocking shots. So like he'll be putting his body on a line, he'll see stuff and then the things he'll say after games, before games. He was definitely the best in that in that sense. But um I'd give him speeding a little mention just because of the way he was with me when I went to Blackpool. Yeah, it's that's priceless that. I thought like, you know, he didn't not that he you know, he was the captain there anyway, but I think even if he weren't the captain he probably would have done that anyway. But it was, you know, a it was it was horrible going in there. It was it was it was proper. I was shitting myself all the way up, and then that just made it a lot easier. You know, when someone just pulls you under the wing and shows you what to do, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know anything really. Yeah, no, it's Boster. Um, leads into the next one, which is attitudes. Who's got the best attitude to the game? Um, when I have to go with Robbo again, um, and I give Dave Raven a, a, a one in that as well, in yeah. the sense of like. The boat played professionally, come down into non-league, but the way he was every game training, it was like hundred percent no matter what. So like as again, I've come from Sunday league, so I'm looking at them thinking, see, I love being at wherever he was. You know, Dave was at Liverpool, so they, the attitude was good on them. And then, I'd say pro was, I just mentioned them before, Gibbo, just because of the, I'd like I went there when he was injured, but the way he's come back and. The way he is when he's out the team, he's f- all for the lads. But since he's come in, he's probably been our best player this season. And Conor Macha, gonna mention Conor McElhenney. Yeah, he's just got mad OCD. So like <laughs> stuffy stuffy done like before games and things. It was just everything had to be like always. So he, he was committed, kind of like boss. Who's the dirtiest? <sighs> it's an easy one, that. And it was Ricky. 
Fucking Ricky keeps getting gets a bad rap on this. Ricky. Because like he'll actually tell you, like he you go. <laughs> oh, I think he enjoys being there. He me? does, but like he he you can take a tackle, Ricky. He knows yeah, that himself. Takes it as much as he gives it. But yeah. he, he he used to say to me like, lads, I don't go into in the ball, lads. You know what I mean? He'll he'll go into it, a man, Ricky. I know he will. He might not say that, but he does because he doesn't want to come out hurt. He'll always say to me like, you don't want to come out hurt, and I think even if he does, he doesn't show it. Um, but you know, we, I just think he's just loves winning and he doesn't want to get bullied or anything like that so he always wants to be tough do you know what I mean but I give Porter a little mention I don't think he's dirty though Porter Um, I think he's just solid isn't he like in tackles and things just all has got it Gary Smith is Porter no, no I wouldn't put Porter in the dirtiest he's just solid Gary Smith and Ricky you're going yeah, that Gary one Gary Smith was great he was my age Gary was he yeah he was my age yeah I played just... in the crocky team that were absolutely shite <laughs> he was good yeah he yeah. used to play them he, he was good and I remember thinking he's miles too good for this team at the time and he's then when, when, I, when years later when he popped up for the Oyster I was like ah, I remember this kid <laughs> yeah. he was proper player him. yeah he was he, Gary was good I always as I say I just remember the Oyster just being like used to just bully everyone when I was a kid no tackles and stuff. I had like Gary, J. Smith, Morsey, Porter. Yeah, J. Smith was heavy, wasn't he? Um, what's the best goal you've seen, scored, been involved in? It's hard to say, like... Um, I'd say probably the best goal I've seen. Probably seen better out of him with Leighton, but it was just because that day we were crap. Um, Tony Gray's going to mention against Lancaster, the free kick. It was unbelievable, that. Um, but... I'd say probably Leighton with the again away to the pineapple. Um we had to it was a I think I don't know what it was the first season in the business houses, but we had to win. We were a bit behind, we had loads of games in hand, we had to win quite a lot. And the pineapple turned up that day and they were good, but we were crap. And um we were two two, I think. And he hit a free kick from about thirty five yards out. You know, like where they rise up and went in top corner and won us the game three two. But like, cause we were crap that day, you were just like, wow, that like that goal always sticks in my mind of being like one of the best I've seen. Um, in terms of me being involved in, it, I probably say, no, my first pro goal, it was it was crap. It was just an edible. I scored one for Warrington, which was like on a volley against Halifax in the FA Cup. But obviously, that was my first time playing in like the FA Cup, yeah, and yeah. it was like the Premier League rounds or whatever it's called. But we were playing against the conference team Halifax and I scored a screaming and I was buzzing because loads of people were there watching me so yeah crowds different just a different feeling the FA Cup in it, at million percent, when yeah. in it yeah. so when I I'd, I'd say that one for me is the best one brilliant mate what was the where was the hardest away anyway where you didn't particularly like going I used I don't know why I obviously I was only young at the time and then Pineapple were always massive we had like that James Kelly Bowen yeah. Ralph he was a player him like Sangi in the middle who just didn't give you a minute I was only as I said I was only a kid when I and like the pineapple and the molly at the time the battles so knowing you played on that Otterspur one when it was the pitch was crap that yeah. was horrible to play on but like I don't know really I've never really like thought oh, I hate going here today I think the one place sticks in my mind when we played Lower Brecken speak on that pitch and it just got the houses round it yeah. just in there that was horrible. There was loads as well. It was just low breath and we, we were getting two-footed and everything. That was the season where we won everything. They ended up going down to like nine men. So it was like, that that, that went, obviously, 
think loads of the other lads probably used to go and play there because I remember going to watch there when he used to I don't know what team he must have played against back then but this was years ago he used to play on that pitch against yeah, someone yeah. from Speak. I'd say that the Ottersburg one used to I used to raise that I don't think I ever played well there which was probably a reason yeah that's more what I think of it when I think about where, obviously I didn't like going to Speak, but it's more like where you went and just didn't, you couldn't get a win or you thought, oh my God, am I cursed on this pitch? Or yeah, I defo that one, yeah. So the final question, mate, and the hardest one. So knockout pairs, um, got to pick yourself a partner, Ben Garrity FC in the street from the off championship. Are you going tactical or are you going, are you going with your heart or your head or what? This is honestly, this is the hardest one because I, I, I was just thinking, if you, you go with Leighton because you know you're giving the ball, he's scoring. But then you're marking two people because he's not tracking <laughs> anyone anytime. Um, so I thought, you know, we would rat about and be busy with me and hopefully I'll chip him. So I thought Porter would probably get a little mention in that for me. I'd say Porter. Um, and then professionally, I'd go with the lads I was saying before, Gibbo. Yeah. It's um, just his attitude every day, like in every session he's on it. He's good going forwards. He's solid defensively. He throws tackles in, puts his body on a line. So, like, I wouldn't just go for the best player, trickiest player. I think if you're playing the whole pace, it doesn't matter how good yeah. you are. You've got to track your own Competitive nature, yeah. So, so, if you're going for the likes of Porter, obviously he can, he can throw a good delivery in as well. So, you, yeah. are you going to do the, the goal scoring? Hopefully, hopefully. He'll chip him in a few goals, but hopefully I'll get most of them. Oh, boss, mate. And, um, thanks very much for your time, Ben. I know, obviously, you're there. Uh, in the in the program in the pro game now and obviously you're uh, a busy lad but obviously you know you're the type of people you want to speak to on the show to show that for the lads you are um, getting their heads down and doing well at that the amateur and the semi pro level that there is a chance to still get into the the football league if you're willing to uh, like you said you're willing to train hard and and show everyone what what you're about yeah you've got to keep plugging away like a think it comes a lot down to sacrifice as well. I used to love going out with my mates, me. And, like, again, as you say, you know, about eating shit and stuff. And, like, people might tell you, ah, you can eat what you want. My dad always says it to me, but you can't. Like, you just got to think, like, your body fuels on what you eat. So, you imagine putting, putting, something shit in a petrol engine. It's not going to run, is it? Like, you need to put good stuff in you to be able to perform. So, you know... I'd say anyone you need to sacrifice a lot of drinking as well. No good for you, like when you, if you want to try. That's and why Leighton's push... still going now. Near near forty. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't yeah. drink, does he? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I, be probably be probably boring, as people probably would think. But I'm doing it for in the long term. Hopefully, I can, you know, push on as much as I can, go as high as I can, and hopefully do as well as I can. But. You know, if you, I don't think if you commit yourself properly, you're not going to um, push on enough. So I'd definitely focus on yourself more than anything else because, you know, if you're training every day, you'll hopefully get better. But you need to make sure you're looking after yourself the most. Yeah, wise words, mate, wise words. So what's what's a typical week for you then, mate? How does it, with, with Paul Vale now, what's the, uh, how many days off and that? What's, what's usual? So like you're normally in like, I don't know, you'll play Saturday, you'll be off Sunday, most most Sundays you're off, but like, we'll get to stuff of like, going to do an active recovery, and send it to us, so it'll be like a bike, but I'll do that anyway, like every Sunday, I'll go over the gym, and do a spin, for 10 minutes on a bike, and then I'll do foam rolling, and stretching, and then I'll go on a pool, sauna, 
jacuzzi, like just chill out, you know what I mean? And then just batter the water, drink loads, so you're recovering properly and then ready to go on a Monday. But sometimes, like if we, I don't know, we'll get looked after again on a Monday really with like a bit of a light session. You might just go yeah. out, you'll do like a pre, like you'll go in, do have your brekkie, go down, like if people need rubs, get your rubs, whatever. And then you'll go to like a meeting, might be analysis if we've got a game the next day on a Tuesday, it'll be on the opponent more than yourself and then if we haven't it'll probably be analysis on our game whether it was the good stuff the bad stuff whatever the manager wants to pick and then you know you'll go and do pre-ab and activation and stuff so you're ready to go and train and then you'll go and train but as I say if you play if you play on a Saturday you won't really train properly on the Monday you'll do like maybe go out to a warm-up pass and drill it, it just depends on how much you run or whether you're carrying a knock, you might not even go out. Um, so it just depends what, what you do on a Saturday, what you do on a Monday. And then if you don't have a game on a Tuesday, you'd have a fairly tough session on a Tuesday. Not a mad, because obviously, especially now with December, it's like the busy yeah, schedule. Games, Everyone, yeah. we need, you know, you start picking up injuries, you need to look after players, don't you? So, you, but earlier in the season, you'd have like a bit of an heavy session on a Tuesday, Wednesday off. Thursday you do again you'll be back in you do like a, a pretty good session sharp session Friday's a bit more tactical of like you might go through analysis again and then you might do set pieces and then you do like just a lighter small side of game or whatever it sometimes it, it's how you feel you just like the manager can be flexible with you so and then you're going to train them and you're going to your game Saturday ready but as like with the schedule a bit busy he wants us in doing recovery a lot more, so you don't really have many days off over December with the games coming like quite tough. Yeah. How's the <coughs> how's the uh, schedule for for you on Crimbo this year? Bit busy, like um, Boxing Day game. Yeah, in every day except all, Christmas. All more away. Um, I think we're at home to Salford, you know, or we might be away to Salford. It's not it's bad, not it's yeah, it's yeah. close. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like they'll keep the games fairly. Like I'm not going to be playing Exeter on. Boxing Day or anything like that. They do keep them a bit regionalised. Yeah, so at least someone's thinking, yeah. So we've got like, I think, got Harrogate on New Year's Day. But our manager's like quite big on um, preparing properly. So I don't I don't know whether we'll have to do an overnighter on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So I might have to stay over New Year's Eve so we're ready for the next day. Watch, watch Jules Hollands at the, uh, the Hooter Nanny in bed, can't you? Watch Jules <laughs> Hollands at uh, 12 o'clock. What no mate said at that that's uh, that's what your life's about now, innit? Mate, prepare and write for for these big games, and that's that's what you're doing it for, innit? It's not like I can, like if I'm gonna be at home, I'm not gonna go out anyway. Like I've gone out when I was at Warrington and not drank because it was still I'm playing at a decent level, so I'm not gonna go out and get pissed on the New Year's Eve and come in sloppy for New Year's Day on a game for Warrington. So I used to go out with my mates and me me bed and uh, mates and we'll go out but I won't be drinking and honestly it's the worst thing ever like people can say oh it sounds it sounds and you know it's easy to do it's not it's scary I reckon sometimes it, it's boring and you feel like everyone's looking at you or they're talking about you like oh look at him bore bore so even if I was at home I'd just I'd, I'd stay in anyway it, it's boring but at the same time I, I'm quite like um, picky I would prepare like I don't like doing like anything different than what I would do every day like preparing for a game so I wouldn't eat anything different I wouldn't because if you have a bad game I'll think in my head oh, it's because I, cause I didn't sleep in ours yeah, yeah it's something like that you know what I mean yeah. so I would I would, uh, 
I would have just stayed in anyway, so I'm not really bothered about that. It's probably different for the lads who've got families and the, like babies and stuff. Probably want to be with the kids, won't they? But I haven't got kids, so I'm not asking me. Yeah, so I mean, it's brilliant. Well, anyway, mate, uh, again, thanks very much for your time. And on, onwards and upwards, I'm sure everyone who listens to the pods uh, keeps a keen eye out for you anyway, mate. But if, um, if this is some people's first introduction to you, um, I know you've you've come across great, so hopefully you've got a few more uh, a few more fans following you from this, and and best of luck for the rest of the season. Ah, oh, nice one, Mick. Nice, pleasure being on. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Nice one.